welcome to the Voice of the Forest podcast for Temple Archives. We are covering this episode, The High Republic, Fallen Star. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello. How you doing How today, buddy? You? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to talk about more Fallen Star stuff. More High Republic. One, yeah, it's it's been... It's been... Interesting. Yeah, that's a safe word, but sure, we'll go with that. It's, it's been interesting. Thank you for letting yeah, me know you your safe on word. Mango bubbly there. Yo, it's so good. And Noma, what's your safe word? They will never know the safe word. <laughs> Sorry, I've been playing a lot of Warhammer 3 lately. There you go. You doing well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, I should, for reference, if anyone hasn't played Total War Warhammer 3, that's literally one of the voice lines in it that I just said. Oh, shit, but, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of interesting stuff in it, but uh, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm I'm present. That's, that's I feel like that's your stick now. You just come in. You're like I'm alive. I'm here. For for what would where? Yeah, you know what, what's happening today. <laughs> so, uh, Ed, can you let the listeners know how Temple Archives works if they haven't listened to any of the other episodes yet? Absolutely. So on Temple Archives, we go over Star Wars canon. That can be books, movies, TV, comics, whatever, audiobooks. And we summarize the story for you of the content. We tell you how it relates to Legends and canon material. Well, with this being all High Republic, it's definitely canon material. And we have a bit of a discussion on it. So in terms of timeline, we also give you a little bit of the information on where it falls into place. And for Fallen Star, I believe that falls... That is concurrent with Midnight Horizon. It's a little after Tempest Runner. Like it's there's a lot going on, so you really do have to read. If there, there's a prerequisite reading list before you get to this point, for sure. I mean, if you don't want to get too attached <laughs> to certain characters, then yeah, yeah, just go right into this one. You won't care. Um, you want to be very confused about what's happening when they mention. Yeah. But we've got a lot going on, and there's a lot going on in this book, so we have a lot to talk about. And if there's anything that we miss or something that you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned, feel free to contact us. There's multiple ways to do so, and Noma's going to tell you a few of those. Yeah, as we always like to say, we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback or thoughts or anything at all on the books that we're covering. And there's a whole bunch of ways that you can let us know what you think. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also had an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As we always like to say, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Don't forget to send us your safe words. Speaking <laughs> of safe words, Ed, would you like to let the listeners know about Audible, our sponsor? I don't know Absolutely. why that has anything to do with the safe word, yeah, but it does now. I was going to ask you, you know, because the only safe word I've ever needed was more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but really, I I love talking about Audible with people because for the longest time now, I was just, I've read certain books and I've read them to the point where I know them off by heart, but it's a different, it's a different experience hearing somebody else read it to you. So in the audio form, like I will always, whenever I start off with this, I always tell people about the Darth Train, the, the Darth Train, my God, the Darth Bane trilogy, um, just because from the start of it and 
the way that Jonathan Davis portrays it, it was amazing. And from there, I can remember it. This is maybe six years ago now that I listened to this, and it's the first one I'll always bring up. It's a masterpiece. And from then, I've been listening whenever I got my hands on some credits or if I just threw some money at it. Like it was something that I never regretted. And even even with a little brief period of where we weren't really listening to anything, and I kind of like did nothing with the account like the, my credits were still building up so when we went back i was able to get in a whole bunch of things that were on sale there was a bunch of warhammer things that went on sale and it wasn't just you know audiobooks there was a lot of like self-help things uh some comedy specials that were on there the audible originals i actually used i had excess credits right so i looked into that nameless was one of them and it was a really really good one to the point where i didn't know what to expect from it but it was mystery so i was interested and now I can't wait. The second one's come out, and I can't wait for the third one because it's been a good series. So it's it's been a fun ride. If anybody's skeptical about it, about it I mean, like now's the time to try it with everything they have to offer, especially when you're stuck at home for a bit. So mm-hmm. I would say if you are interested, you know, follow the link that we have here. It's www.audibletrial.com slash voiceforcepod. Um, that is www.audibletrial.com dot com slash voice force pod and if you follow that you'll be able to start off with a free credit if you have a amazon prime account you'll actually get two free credits and then go nuts with those there's tons of titles to choose from there's a bunch of different genres to choose from and like i said before sometimes we just need somebody to help us through the day and that's what those self-help guides are there for and you don't need to be sitting in one place with audible is what i love you can be on the road you can be in the kitchen you can be in your room you could be doing laundry you could be gardening whatever you might be doing it's there with you and i think that's really going to be helpful for a lot of people awesome thank you ed remember to listen to the outro of the podcast to find out what we'll be covering in the next episode of temple archives but for now let's get into the cover art we have two for this one noma that's right so we'll go over the standard cover first uh for that one we have the author, which is Claudia Gray. We've got the cover artist for the, this original, which is Yi Young Lee. And the narrator for the Audible version is Mark Thompson. As always, if I've butchered or mispronounced anybody's names, I apologize profusely. For this first cover, we've got a, a very interesting scene. We've got what is basically part of Starlight Beacon, looking a little bit rough. Uh, some cracks on the windows, stuff like that fire in the background and we've got five of the jedi that we're going to be following in this book so we have biriaga the wookiee we've got bel zedifar the padawan we have orla jereni the uh is she for seeker yeah the way seeker i think she's for right I th- no uh, she's not no. for she's um i thought she is the fighting people what do they, what do they call them oh yeah because you know, like atris and everything they were on telos and for a bit um, oh, Ichani? I think she's Ichani, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I thought she was Rakatan, but I see she has hair, so definitely not. So don't uh, Rakatans have, like, the eye stalks that are, like, hammerheads and all that stuff? No, no, Rakatan is Asajj, Asajj Ventress. Isn't it? Ratatakan? Ratatak, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, what you... I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting yeah, Rakatan is, like, <laughs> the, 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 the fucking, Rakaan like, the guys like, from, like, you... KOTOR that That's are, like, the horse motherfuckers. My bad. Yeah. Ratatakin, I apologize. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was a Sage Ventures species. 
but they don't have their ball. So I was like, have I been seeing Rissage? Yeah, I was like, like, wait a minute. (laughs) I, hey, I never make mistakes. Like how last episode, how I mixed up Affy and Sylvester Yarrow's backstories. Okay, I'm perfect. (laughs) Which I'll still talk about later, because I absolutely missed those. I I still think I am at this point. Mm. I, I, last episode, I was referring to Sylvester Yarrow, but with Affy's backstory. Yes. of turning in her mom with the Bind Guild and all that, because Sylvester Yarrow is, her backstory is with Chansey Yarrow, the scientist, yeah. who joined the Nihil, and yeah. yeah, so I messed that up. Who's but. Affy, then? Affy, it, Affy is uh, the traitor who, uh, with Rock and Shaggy, or not Shaggy, sorry, Matthew McConaughey. Um, She's uh, the, they, the owner of the vessel. Yeah, the vessel, and, and her mom was the leader of the Bind Guild, and they figure out that stuff about Adopted mother. Mother. Yeah, adopted mother because she got Affy's real parents killed. So yeah. are Affy and Sylvester sisters? No. No, no, they're, they're not related at all. They're, just, they're two separate characters that were in the same story together, and we got them mixed up after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's very confusing. Okay, I was they, seeing the yeah. wrong person throughout this whole yeah. Book, man. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh <laughs> so why would they give them the same last? That's so stupid. They didn't. Well, who was Sparkburn then? Uh, Sparkburn is the one that Sylvester Yarrow uh, likes. Yeah, they they've got their little they've got their relationship. She was the proctor of that backwater planet, the protector of magic. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens. But <laughs> anyways, oh, with the cover, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> so with the journey, we've also got Stellan Geos, and then we've got um, not not Nibisik, uh What's her name? Estala something. Maru. Indira. Alamar. No, this is Indira Stokes, because yeah. Indira Stokes is Thalothan. And this is a Thalothan. So yeah, we got the five of them. Like I said, there's so many characters. <laughs> there's a lot. There is a lot. But yeah, we got these five Jedi here on the front cover, and they're all kind of, you know, all together. Lightsabers activated, about to face off against something. Uh, I mean, it's a nice cover. It, you know, it shows all the characters nicely. They're in a kind of realistic, semi-cartoonish style. Um my the only thing that i i'm not a huge fan of i think i know exactly cover, what you're gonna say <laughs> it's it's just the color scheme oh it's, okay it's, there's there's so much white and yellow on this cover scheme color scheme mm. that it all just kind of blends together um it is a nice striking uh pose though i will say i but it's just a little everything kind of just blends together for me the the one thing that really makes it pop is the fact that everybody's got different lightsaber colors aside from Biriaga and Stellan. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I really like, I think it's a good cover. The only thing I didn't like was that everybody's mm. eyes are black. Like there's no pupil. They're just all pupil. That's the one thing that caught me off guard really quickly. I was like, something doesn't look right here. And like if you look at Stellan's eyes, it's just all black and like the Thalothan yeah. all black. <laughs> and like you can see El, I, um not Elzar um. Bell's out of far, like you see the little white underneath mm. the white of his eye, and it's like that yeah. makes him look a bit more human. But like it looks, it makes it look like Elzar is not human. And I'm like it, that, it, like just really weird. But it, other it than also that, doesn't I like help. That. Yeah, no, and, and that's a good point. I actually didn't notice that because uh, I was on. I only saw uh, the two at the front who have the full black eyes. Oh yeah. Hang yeah. on, but hang the, on. The hang other on. thing, hmm? you're talking about the like the original cover. And, and yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the one we're looking at right now with Bell. Mm. Like the front two, the front two, yeah. uh, Geos okay. and there's no color in the pupils. Yeah, they just look like black, like voids. Do they not? Yeah, and what also doesn't help, I just realized now that you pointed that out, is their irises are almost the exact same color as their skin. Yeah, so it looks like there's no whites of their eyes. It just at literally all. goes from like skin to eye almost. Yeah. But I mean, the honestly, only, the only person well... who isn't, yeah, the only person who isn't doing that is is Orla. 
Yeah, because um, she has white eyes. Yeah. Like it it's it feels more natural with Indira with Stellan. It I looks a little his weird. eyes to be a little different, so that's the only thing. Like I like the the clothing they're wearing, like the details and yeah, then the shading is fine. really well done. You know, like the, the cracks mm. in the floor of like where Orla is and besides Stellan there was cool. Mm. And like I also yeah. Oh sorry, keep going. No, that's it. And like the fire outside. I just thought it was all like really atmospheric. The only thing mm. that caught me off guard was like I probably won't buy this one just because of the eyes, but I bought yeah. the, the the next cover. So no, and that one's good. And I also I also just looked this up and this surprised me because I was like, okay, so just to make sure, where's Orla Jereni from? She's Umbaran. Who? Umbara. Uh, Orla Jereni. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But I thought the maybe it was because of their helmets. I thought the Umbarans had like a light blue skin. It could no, have it's been grayish. It is grayish. Okay. Maybe it's just the blue from their helmets. Then that maybe. I remember. Yeah, it could be the lighting too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, that aside, we've also got the uh, special edition, the out-of-print exclusive cover, Yo, so uh, which was done by Jama Jurabeyev. As I said before, if I mispronounced your name, I apologize. Uh, this, yeah, this one's a lot more bleak and also kind of spoilery, so I'm not going to go over what's <laughs> the full thing that's happening in this one. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, it, this one. The color is fucking gorgeous. Can we just call the thing that's falling the fallen star? Yes, sure. Okay. <laughs> We've got a bunch of Jedi standing on a cliffside. There's only one lightsaber activated as they are watching the falling star kind of just dropping out of the sky. Uh, if you haven't read the book, I would not recommend going and looking up the out-of-print cover as beautiful as it looks because it is a huge spoiler. Um, but it it is so beautiful. Like It's the exact opposite of what I was saying before with like all the yellow and white kind of mixing together. In this one, th that blue background that's backlit with the that's backlit with like just the orange fiery destruction. Mass. Yeah, it's just huge. Yeah. And it's even more starkly contrasted by the fact that every single Jedi is just silhouetted, like completely black, except for a few details. This is it's it's so striking. Oh it's it's God. it's better than the Rising Storm one. Absolutely, in my opinion. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I the, think... Rising, the Rising Storm one was good. Don't get me wrong, but all those blues and whites kind of mixed it all together. Yeah, and it looked kind of samey. This one's so I would get this as a poster. I was that, just about to say, so I'd frame yeah. this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And what do you think of this cover? Uh, this cover, I don't mind all that much. Like, it got the point to me, and the only thing I like noticing was just like if you're still. With the exception of Orla, <clears throat> if you're still a Padawan, you've got like the little waist trap that denotes your lightsaber color for some reason. Mm -hmm. They haven't really talked about why that's a thing, and I thought they would have before. But you can see Burry's is blue, and then Bell's mm -hmm. is green. All the masters just have white on there, and Orla's being the exception because like there's like no brown on her outfit whatsoever, and they keep referring to that constantly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. She keeps it immaculately yeah. clean. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where like she's always somehow through explosions and now all kinds of fighting and stuff like that always kept it like pristine. And everybody's like, mm -hmm. some people in passing, like, how do you do that? And she's like, yeah, I'll tell you something. I'm not going to tell them. But still. <laughs> what do you think of the second cover? The second one, not much to say with that one, really. It's just like, okay, we, we, we see the havoc, but this cover makes more sense as you get closer to the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you had showed me this cover, I'd be like, well, I'm going to be expect. It's like a trailer. I'm going to be waiting for this scene the entire time. That's what happened like, to me, actually. Yeah, it's, I it's, saw it's this exact, before I read it. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing we talked about when we were doing Midnight Horizon, right? Where it's yeah. just like, 
whoops, maybe you shouldn't have put that part in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because now we're just waiting for it the whole time. And it's like the mm. slowest fall you've ever read. Yeah. Whereas whereas the front one, it just looks like, you know, there's a conflict on the station. They're ready to fight something. It's yeah. Just, okay, so where are we? Mm. Like, I like that first one more because of that. But Fair enough. Yeah, like, there's nothing... It's not there's anything wrong with it. Like, it shows you the scale, which is nice. Mm. If this was the back cover on a hardcover where the top was the front, then you know yeah. that would be okay or or if the flame and fire had obscured more of the detail i think yeah made it a little bit more ambiguous yeah. or if you even like swap the sides and had it falling the on the left side of the page so it was the back of the cover like you were saying ed and like the jedi that were on the, the left side of the uh, cover here are on the right side like just literally mm. mirror the image yeah because on on this right like they say well then that's more spoilery stuff but this looks like the whole thing this all yeah yeah as opposed to what what, what actually happens yeah. i think this was yeah. painted before it was, it was yeah, actually... also i thought with um when we were reading midnight horizon where it's just like mm. the whole thing it was just like yeah yeah and the the other thing i think could have made this but it would have affected the overall composition but maybe putting some sort of like hazy edge around or filter around the edges to make yeah. it look like it, it could be a vision or a dream yeah and that could have helped as well kind of make it you know but i mean either way it is beautiful it is. It very much is. And I would 100% get this as a, a poster in the apartment, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that does it for the covers. Let's get into the synopsis. Uh, before we do, Noma, do you want to let them know about the spoiler alert? Yeah, as we've kind of been dancing around right now, from here on out, we are issuing a spoiler warning. We're going to give you a synopsis, but, and we're going to have our discussion and all that stuff, but we're not going to hold anything back from this point onwards. So if you'd like to read the end of Phase 1 and experience it for yourself of the High Republic, absolutely recommend stopping here go read the book or listen to it on audible come back and then you can enjoy this completely spoiler free and understand what we were talking about so with that being said this is your final spoiler warning let's head into the synopsis so i'm gonna just kind of wheel and deal the synopsis and i'll talk about why in the discussion but there's a lot of stuff that happens in this book, kind of like the last few. So the beginning of this is basically kind of introducing us to the entire cast that we're going to be working with this book. And it's a lot of people. So on one hand, we've got all of the Starlight Beacon Jedi. So we've got Belzettafar, we've got Biriaga, we've got Indiri Stokes, we've got... Um, I... Uh, What's it, her name? Um, and in the Indira, uh, no, in Sol, who's Biraga's master? Nibisik, Nibisik, yeah, yeah. Nibisik. Um, there was another guy that I don't remember him, but he was the first Maru. one, too. Yeah, there we got Maru or Stella Maru, like, uh, yeah, Stella Maru. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a new Jedi, uh, who is named let me go find that real quick, but he is he's a new character that we haven't met before. Is it okay? Because I was like, I don't recognize this name, yeah, so uh, he was Re a Regald Cole. Reginald Cole, uh, yeah. Reginald oh, Reg Cole, he's yeah. the he's the youngling trainer guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And and yeah, he's an interesting character. But we've got all of them basically on Starlight Beacon, doing a bunch of things, talking about a bunch of uh, different events that are going on, and kind of you know cleaning up this Nihil problem. And from there, we're also introduced to uh, well reintroduced to Chansiaro, Chansiaro, and uh, Nen, because as we are then kind of told coming in and and talking with also Elzar Men, who's here. They've captured them, and they believe they're not Hill, doing all this kind of stuff, basically taking them to Starlight Prison. Uh, 
Oh yeah, and Buriaga. I mentioned Buriaga because for uh for his master, but you know, he's here too. So while that's happening, we also have in another kind of area, uh Martian Rowe, who's also talking with a new character that we're introduced to, uh Thia Fair, who is basically like he well, uh the number one, basically. Uh for those who don't know that that trope is basically like the left hand man. Uh, or right, yeah, the left-hand man of Martian Row, uh, well, you know, left-hand woman, I guess, but the person who takes care of all the busy work and all of the uh, logistics and all that kind of stuff, she's an interesting character as well. Uh, so we've got those two who are also at uh, kind of doing this plan with, as we find out, and man, was I ever happy to find out that the Star Roses are just <laughs> shit people, no matter where the <laughs> fuck they are, uh, because we've also got, yeah, <laughs> we also got G- Jira Staros. Yeah, Gira. Gira. Uh, Gira. Gira Staros, who is, as we learn, a double agent who's working with, trying to work with the Republic and the Nihil. I think we saw time. that in the last sure book she was backfire. in. Like, Did we? It, I don't yeah, remember. It if, the, if I that remember the relationship with Marcia. She, 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 she didn't have one at the time. She was just trying to see her options because nobody was, was listening to her or whatever. Yeah, because remember, the um, that was with Afi, Afi Hollow. Right? Yeah, or, no, no. Uh, Silvestri Yara. Silvestri Yara, yeah. Afi is... is uh, What's her last name? She was the one working through the Vine Guild stuff. Afi Hall, yeah. Oh, yeah. Af- so it oh was Afi. Ed, you're yeah. right. No, it's, it's, it's Afi Hollow and, and Sylvester Yarrow. Yarrow. Yeah, yeah it's so close. Yeah. Sylvester Yarrow is an Out of the Shadows with uh, Staros. Right. Yeah. Because that's the one with uh, Vernestra and all those. Um, we'll get yeah, that one day. Yeah, you were right. That is weird that they're almost the exact same name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, speaking of Afi, we've also got her and uh, Geode is coming back and we've also got... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everybody's favorite, not a rock, I swear. Uh, and we also uh, got Leox Giasi coming back. And the Vessel, all those guys, well, we're introduced to them because they're taking Elzar back to Starlight Beacon at first. Uh, because Elzar has also been doing his little sabbatical off on his own with Orla Jirani. So all of this stuff is happening in the beginning. It's so much info that they throw at you of all of these people all kind of coming to Starlight Beacon mm. to for various different reasons as Starlight Beacon is hanging over... Uh, the planet of I- I- Ira, I think. Ira? 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 I can't remember. Yeah, Iram. 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 Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. Um, if you haven't noticed by now, I can't really remember a lot of the things that happened in this book. There's a very good reason for that. 1.75 um, <laughs> times speed. Well, also just... Uh, I know, just the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some interesting... There's some kind of funny stuff that happens in the beginning here. One of the things I really find hilarious is uh, once... Elzar and Orla uh, finished their their little uh, uh, secluded sabbatical where they're trying to get Elzar to kind of reconnect with the Force and step away from the dark side. Um, he, you know, Elzar and Orla meet up with uh, Afi and the others who, you know, Orla already knows from previous encounters. And when Elzar is introduced to Geode, he kind of does the same thing that, you know, everybody did in... Uh, was it Out of Shadows or Into the Dark? With Out of Reef Shadows. And as- Okay. Yeah, the one where yeah. they're on the stuck we're between the rocks and the train here. That's what the yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Elzar does the exact same thing where, where they're all like, "Yeah, this is Geode. He's he's a Vintian." And Elzar's like, yes. "Okay, yeah." He's like, "Why are they all fucking with me?" And, yeah. then, and then he uh, like they walk past Geode to the ship, and they're like, "All right, Geode, ready to go." And Elzar turns around and Geode's right there. And he's like, "Oh God! Oh shit! They weren't lying." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that part's really fun. And then when they come back, there's a lot of talk and stuff like that. They, they actually, I'm, I'm kind of skipping over this. They do an amazing job with Orla's character 
in this book. I think you so. know, she was kind of she was kind of there and out of the shadows. She was kind of just doing some stuff here and there. But in this one, she gets a really nice spotlight. She and they do a really, really good job talking about her because she's funny and she's witty, but she's really smart. And you can tell that being a Wayfinder, she's accumulated all this knowledge that a normal Jedi wouldn't have. And she's using that to help Elzar learn how to just become more in tune with the force again even though he's still kind of cut himself off there's a uh, just a quick um, point about orla that i wanted mm. to make about how she talks to people she doesn't yeah. sugarcoat stuff she's just like yeah. direct and that's something that i think the way seeking has helped her kind of look at because she's like why mm. do i why am i gonna waste time i'm just gonna tell you it directly because we're gonna get yeah, there eventually exactly right it and it's it's really it's really good and interesting yeah because she she calls elzar out on his and his bullshit there's also a funny point with elzar which i thought was very relevant like relevant considering what we saw in rising storm when he's just then uh, elzar is reflecting on how he met orla and and was doing all the training he's like yeah i never realized how much i flirt with women until i started flirting with one who just didn't care about it at all because he's talking about you know he mentions when he first met or like he was doing it instinctively and or was like what are you doing yeah stop that yeah yeah it's chad's our <laughs> man over here remember just, the last time we yeah, saw him yeah exactly right and Orla's just like, what, what the fuck's wrong with you um so that was yeah that was really funny um but at the same time as well we also with stellan and, and some other stuff there's a new character who is introduced and i thought i was going to hate him for the entire book and i only did for most of the book uh because uh stellan has a protocol droid now called jj5 who is just like the most i didn't think you could make a more annoying version of c3po oh yeah but it's just so annoying. The, the voice and, was perfectly annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The voice is perfectly Mark annoying. Mark Thompson nails it. Um, and yeah, basically, Elzar, Elzar bought and sent the droid to Stellan as a prank, as revenge for not going with Elzar to help uh, with, you know, his own issues. But then Elzar also reflects like, man, he found a teacher that was as good, if not better, than Stellan could have been. So he feels bad that he, he sent the droid now. But... Yeah, from here, we get into kind of the main section of the book, and the next, I don't know, 10 hours of this are just really, really slow. So we learn that uh, Marshawn's plan, sorry, Markeon in this book, um, his plan is that he has sent this expendable team of Nihil to Starlight Beacon using uh, Staros's help to basically get Starlight Beacon schematics so that they can just completely sabotage the entire thing. And so we get this long-winded just series of stuff where all these characters are talking and we switch back and forth character perspectives like once or twice a chapter. If you can't tell by now, you can, you're kind of seeing what I feel about this book. But a lot of stuff happens. The Nihil team manages to sabotage every single part of Starlight Beacon that they want to with no trouble whatsoever. Um, while that's happening, there's all this weird stuff happening on Starlight Beacon because as they're doing this infiltration mission, the Nihil are hitting all of these um, secluded planets that don't have any defenses and just obliterating them so that all of these ships, uh, refugee ships, end up streaming into Starlight Beacon, kind of overloading their medical supplies and stuff like that. While that's happening as well, we also have the Nihil ship, which has the we learn has a level. Well, I thought it was the Great Leveler, but apparently it's a Leveler, which is another thing. Yeah, which is just wreaking havoc with the Jedi, but none of them seem to care that it's wreaking havoc with them. Like they're all just like, I can't feel the Force. Nah, whatever, and just not really doing anything about it, and not understanding the feelings that they. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot. So all this havoc's happening, and blah 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 blah, and while all that's going on. Um, we also get 
Avar Chris is still off doing her own thing. They mentioned him for a little bit. They introduced this character who might have, who literally, just, I don't even know why they're in the book. This, this other, oh God, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. This, this, just pilot? Really, this, this, the skelly? this really slimy asshole. Oh, the um, Kai guy. Of a, or yeah, yeah. Hydran uh, or something? Coley Lynn. There it is. Coley Lynn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just a shit disturber. Like, he's basically just every greasy, greasy car salesman that you know. But he also... Uh, or you've ever seen... Like, he's like that, like, foil for um, Leon Jossie. I guess Leox, yeah. but, yeah, like, Jossie. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah. yeah, he's got beef with Leox and, and Affy and all these other people. So he's just a shit East disturber. Coast versus West Coast, New Jersey versus yeah. L.A. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, it's it's concerning how accurate that is. Um, while that's happening, we also get introduced to people we'd met from uh, Light of Hope, Light of the Jedi, the first, the very, very first book. Uh, and that is uh, Pika, Adrian, and her husband, Joss Adrian. And we learn another interesting thing from that, which is that Geode is hitting. Geode's trying to pick up Joss's wife. That was, a, I, that, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he meant to. I don't think See, he meant to, but I thought it was fucking great. No, the way the that's way where that, I sent you guys that message, being like, yeah, yeah. Yo, I love, I love like, fucking Geode, man. Every step of the like, way. Like, it, but that was such a weird thing. No, but it's unnecessary. I've got a lot it's of questions. So weirdly unnecessary. Yeah. Because yeah, and everybody just going with it, yeah, man. Yeah, because the way that Affy and Leox respond to it, it's like he's done this before. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Man. And, and it all they also talk about it like he's been successful at it before, which is a nut. I don't know, it's weird. And somehow Coley Lynn understands what Geode is saying. I, it's just a, there's a whole mess of stuff, but a bunch of stuff happens. It's his, it's his body language. You know, it's, you know it's his body up, language. Dude, shut up. I'm not having that. But like, no, I'm, I'm with you. He's standing stern, which means, like, it's like, I love it's this shit. It's a fucking yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'm a Vin- Vintian. Oh, I, I accept living rock. I draw the line at other people flirting. who never met the living yeah. rock and understand yeah, 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 it. Yeah. yeah, no. Right? But yeah, so while all this weird stuff is happening, um, you know, they're being overwhelmed, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the next stage of the plan comes in, which is an interesting step of the plan, which uh, we'll talk about it. But Martian Rose then sends the Nihil to start at, just attacking Jedi temples. So he starts hitting Jedi temples in the Outer Rim. He destroys one of them. Uh, I think they mentioned a couple others have been hit as well and just obliterates them, just kills everybody inside. So, like, while well, all that's happening at the same time, the Nihil team's plan comes into action, which is they set off a bomb at the center of Starlight Beacon, which, it, as we kind of saw from Midnight Horizon, it's why Starlight Beacon starts tilting and listing with smoke coming out of it. I have some questions about that as well, though, because I don't understand how they knew that in Midnight Horizon, considering what we see in this book. But everything gets starts getting thrown into a panic. The Nihil team does so many things where, like, nobody can get away and all this other stuff. Like, everybody's trapped on Starlight as that's happening, the Great Leveler starts coming into play, and it starts killing Jedi. So it kills uh, Regal, Reg, Regal Cole. Yeah, it kills him. It's pretty horrifying when it does because he is basically screaming for help as he dies. It scared the shit out of me with Mark Thompson's acting yeah. ability. Oh, he does I such don't know a about you. Job. Such a good job. So yeah, it kills him, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck's happening?" Oh, that, don't worry about it though. Well, and Stellan's like, "We'll look into it later. It's not important because that's a." you know same thing to do at this point um so it continues on its rampage as everything on starlight's falling apart it then uh orla jereni and nibisik both go looking for it on their own because apparently want a horror movie and so it kills both of them yeah oh i know i know and uh, yeah it's just 
I don't, I'm, I'm going to start losing uh, enthusiasm real quick as we keep going deeper into the book, viewers. I apologize. But so all, as all that's happening, all this shit's happening, all the Jedi are just running around in circles, not doing anything. And uh, Coley Lynn's being a shit disturber. Middle, middle, I'm, I'm just going to honestly, middle, middle, middle happens. All this just jumping back and forth with characters panicking, trying to figure out how to do stuff. Bell and Biriaga kind of help with the situation as everybody else is doing whatever Stellan runs into the leveler manages to not die, but gets like hor horrifically traumatized by it. Um, Oh, also, uh, uh, Indiri Stokes runs into the leveler as well and goes comatose because of it. So Bell is now freaking out. Cause he's about to, he's almost lost two masters. No, she was um, there at the same time as, uh, what's his face. They got taken. Yeah. Call. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah call. And then um, they do find Nibisik. Yeah. 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 Biriaga and Bell find Nibisik later on. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, which, those two are the only competent ones throughout this entire book, and I hey, that's not true. Orla was competent up until she true. died. <laughs> okay, at, at at the Starlight Beacon, yeah, yeah, Bell cool. and <laughs> Burry are doing the most work, and yeah, oh, yeah. they have to yeah. deal with so much shit. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there there were lobotomies that were passed out before this book <laughs> happened, apparently. But um, yeah, again, middle, middle, middle. Starlight Beacon ends up snapping in half, and the entire to uh, top section basically. Uh, Bell and Biriaga are able to detach the medical tower, and then the rest of it just burns up in the atmosphere. So Mara Ostala dies, and we don't even get to see him die. It's just mentioned off camera. That was really yeah, cool. Um, Avar Chris shows up with with her ship, and uh, her and Stellan. Stellan is just Stellan. Oh, sorry, this is before the leveler uh, fucks up Stellan, but Stellan just starts acting like a huge asshole, and I... just doesn't seem to think anything about it. Where he he literally just is like. Ugh. Avar, you left and you defied the cancel, so you can go fuck yourself. I'm in charge of Starlight now. Look how well I'm doing as the station falls to pieces around me. Um, yeah, they get so, cut off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then they get cut off. Avar tries to, to do some stuff, and her stuff is so important we never see her for the rest of the book. Um, more more stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it turns out Geode is blaster-proof, which was in, or Geode can choose to be blaster-proof. Yeah, he, he, he magnetizes yeah. himself, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just turning him to more of the ghost in the machine. But yeah, like, yeah, so I... <laughs> Fucking um... hell. Yeah, some other stuff happens. They bring back Terry Roses on because the uh, because I guess just everyone everybody loves the worst Jedi in the world. Um Lena So is also there doing some stuff. It doesn't really matter. She's just providing commentary while all this other stuff is happening. Um Chansey, Chansey and Nan run across the Nihil team that are doing the sabotaging and they free the Nihil free them because they think they're still Nihil. And then Chans Chansey and Nan immediately just go like, all right, well, fuck this shit. We're leaving. Um, some other stuff happens. Uh, a lot of the bottom half of Starlight Beacon is what they basically spend the rest of the novel trying to save, trying to make it not crash into to Iron and try and save as many people as they can. I'm just going to cut it again. Some more stuff happens. They're all able to get away except for Chansey because Elzar fucking goes dark side again immediately as, as when he sees Chansey and, and Nan and just fucking cuts Chansey her own half. So she's dead now. And then after he's like, oh my God, I went dark side again. I was like, yeah, all that fucking training was worthless, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah so they all managed to get away and, except for Stellan because Stellan has to pilot the, the bottom half of Starlight Beacon into the ocean. Um, and also, there's uh, what are they called? The stupid aliens from Star Wars Episode Seven, Rathars. Rathars, the big, Ra big Rathars like, or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, big the, tentacle the monsters. Fucking the the things that look like Marlboro Malboros from Final Fantasy. 
they're there as well. And Biriaga like die, dies off screen. He's totally dead, guys. We fucking killed Biriaga. I swear. We're just gonna make it up in the air because he's definitely not dead. Dies quotes to them, and Elzar lets him just fucking off himself. Well, again, quotes because he's probably not dead. Uh, yeah, and so the book ends, and and Avar, Chris, and uh, Elzar Man reunite, and it's kind of sweet. And then JJ Five shows up and is like, "Uh, Stellan said to give you his lightsaber, Elzar." And Elzar's like, "Sick. I would have preferred if I had Stellan." Um, all that stuff's happening. Everyone just kind of talks about stuff. Um, Affy, Leox. Oh, Leox. They also make it look like Leox dies at a certain point. I, I like then... Leox's little journey thing. That was fun. Off the thing. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to climb up the side of, of uh, the bottom half of Starlight as it's going through With the atmosphere. With magnetic glows as it's burning through yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, Leox? Jesus yeah, no, Christ. Leox, I mean, you know, they do a good job with them. But um, we get a little bit of a hint that Leox, Affy, and Geode might be working with um, the Adrians moving forward for a little bit at least. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end, the very end of the book, uh, Martian basically gives his address to the entire galaxy using Starlight Beacon's frequency, saying, I'm the Eye of the Nihil, I'm I'm in charge now, the Outer Rim's mine, you can all go uh, cower in fear at, at the worthiness of the Nihil, and we're the bestest. And uh, yeah, that basically kind of sums up the plot. I do apologize that I've just kind of burned through this plot. I'll get into that right now. This was Be the mo mm -hmm. Before you do... There sure. is, we're going to start with the negativity and then like get yeah, through into all the that bullshit yeah, and then get into yeah. some of the things that we did enjoy. So it's less bullshit this time. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is hands down the most boring High Republic book that I have read so far. Even more than Race to Crash Point Tower? Sorry. Main book. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Main At novel. least adult theme, you know, more, uh, more targeted towards a full range of, or more adult audience. Yeah, right. this is easily the most boring book I've read with like no competition. There is so much dialogue that is happening when there's literally nothing happening in the plot. There are all these character swap points of views that are just hammering home the same point over and over and over again. N nobody does anything in this book like they make it sound like they're busy they just keep giving excuses why they're busy all the time and they just keep ignoring problems and there's a bunch of characters who like i kind of mentioned while we were talking about this have just i don't know why but i guess they got lobotomies off screen in between the last book and this book because they act so stupidly and it's like it's it it feels like it's been three days since rising storm and fallen star happened like, it feels like a, a ridiculously short amount of time considering the amount of, like, dilly-dallying and how unprepared they are, especially for the leveler. And then we learn it's been, like, a year and a half. And none of the Jedi have even thought about the leveler since then. This thing that fucking killed Loden Greatstorm in a way that horrified everyone that saw it, and, like, six of the Jedi who were there encountered it and then we learn later that Tarek and Sarek have already encountered the leveler at this point and they've done nothing there's no preparations they don't even realize that it's the leveler when it shows up again Bell doesn't even realize it he was literally next to the leveler while it was killing Loden in Rising Storm and he's like I wonder what this is it's weird that I feel all this fear it is mind-blowing how 
little thinking goes on in this book. It's like the climax the got there with the leveler when they killed Reginald Call. Yeah. And then the Jedi were just like, and, let's and send one on at a time and see how it goes. Yeah. And then, and then like, they never resolve that climax conflict. Yeah. Cause Reginald dies in the first yeah. third of the book. And the next two thirds of them being like, uh, sacrifice three more Jedi. Yeah. 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 I wonder what's happening. I don't know. How many people felt? How many people who were on the station felt the leveler last time it activated? Let's see. Bell was right next to it. Nibiseek was there. Indira Stokes was there. Actually, was Nibiseek there? Indira Stokes was definitely there because that's mm. when she sat in the talk with Bell. Elzar Man fucking felt it so hard he fell out of the sky, and nobody said anything. The, apparently, the, the one thing that I I do I do like. The thing that Noam and I were talking about before the podcast about the leveler, like let's just get the leveler right out of the way because the leveler is this oh, big. Yeah. The, lev- the, le- the leveler yeah. is this big issue for the Jedi that, in my mind, like I'm just trying to rationalize it because like all they know about in Rising Storm is that loaded, like no one saw it happen. So Lord and Great Storm, something happened to him mm. that he turned to like stone and ash and then died. Yeah, and then like but- in my mind, I'm like, okay, they probably think it's a weapon, right? Like an actual physical mm. weapon that hit him. And it's okay. So if that's the case, and they think now that the Nihil are gone, and they're not like they think they have the Nihil on the back foot, and like this is just all the death throes of the Nihil, they're not expecting, you know, whatever it was to come back ever, right? And they're like, okay, sure. But then we realize before this, Tarek and Sarek have encountered this as well. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so then they encountered it again. So you'd think that they would do maybe some research into it, like Noma said. But mm. it's not just that, it's it's the problem of the leveler being what it is. Yeah, the leveler oh, is sorry, sort of what they, they are. are. Yeah. yeah. Because we also now learn that Marshawn just has multiple of them. Yeah, because he sacrifices two of them, right? Is there two yeah. on the ship? And he, yeah, and he doesn't care. Uh, at least two. Sorry, one or two. Yeah. It's, it's unclear. It's very unclear, yeah. But the, the, the way that they have shown the level, like the last book, we didn't know anything about the leveler, so it was interesting. We knew it was like a dog this type book, creature, didn't we? Yeah, some sort of animal, right? In this book, the leveler is so fucking overpowered. Like, this thing makes Darth Nihilus look like a joke. Thank you. Darth I was Ni- waiting yeah. for that to come up. Yeah. yeah. I was really Darth waiting Nihilus for that to come up. wishes he was this powerful. If anybody doesn't, hasn't played KOTOR 2, Darth Nihilus is a Jedi, uh, sorry, a Jedi killer. He's a Sith who is so powerful, just being around him, he drains the Force essence out of you and kills you. And he can do it to, to any Jedi. The level he wishes he was as powerful as the leveler because not only can the leveler do that, it can also fuck you up emotionally, and it's apparently invisible because yeah. nobody sees it, or just hits you with ten thousand drugs right away that you don't like, know. Like Stellan, is Stellan down. kind of sees like, something that like moving around in like the the shadows or whatever, and then yeah. he like Stel- hits a button on a door and like closes a ray yeah. shield, right? Like yeah, that's... and then so yeah, so it is. A, it, at least it doesn't walk through walls, disappear, and right. fly. Well, no, it does the Vader effect, though, because if you think about it, Starlight, okay, it's like the lights are still on, everything's still there. Mm. Um, yeah, they're in emergency power, so like they might be the orange thing flashing yeah. on and off, right? So mm. then you get like the whole, like, oh, and then the shadow starts creeping up from the other side. And it's just like, so you with all your abilities and all that can't be like foresight. What yeah. are you? Well, they oh, couldn't, no, they couldn't I... use the force around it. That was the problem, right? Which then, then you create this unkillable thing. It's only true. Natural yeah. disaster. Well, I think because... I think the only thing that can kill it is somebody that is not in tune with the force, or someone who has shut them off from the force. Like Elzar Man, before he, he yeah, he's attached for a bit. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he he has shut himself off from the force for a bit because of Orla Jereni's teaching and all that. And then oh. once he starts using it to like open the the blast doors, he's like, holy shit! Like 
that's hard. I yeah. can't run after Burry. Which, and I'm like, that's which brings up another point that I don't understand yeah. because he he says Elzar says when he reconnects to the Force, yeah. he's like, oh my god, how have the other Jedi been dealing with this the entire time? And it's like, so the other Jedi felt how fucked their Force connection was, and we're like, it's it's nothing. Whatever. Well, they, they knew something was up, but they just didn't do anything really about it except for about investigate the area. But yeah, see, this is just all like precursor to what's going to happen in 200 years, which is like if this is Ish. starting now, like, Ex- yeah, no, and, and it's exactly, it's only going to get worse. Exactly. And my worry and- is that because they're being all like Yoda called them all back to the temple, right? Mm. So instead of the way, like, okay, what happened? This happened, okay. And I wish Stellan was still there to give his account of like, I don't actually know who the fuck I am. Like, if mm. though, that's all he needs to say, the council, like, the way we train, I don't know who I am. I lost yeah. the force for two seconds, I couldn't do shit. It's just like that's a problem. Yeah, it's like look, more way seekers need to happen because they figure out what they want and they go for it and they do themselves and they're still Jedi. Like we, but he, we need more of that. But even and you've with killed that, that. Yeah, but like even with that, Bell and Elzar both felt that same feeling in Rising Storm, right? Yeah. Bell got the full brunt of it where he just lost his goddamn mind, right? Mm. Like he got it even worse than Stellan did. It was partially due to seeing Loden like that as well. Like that and was the a proximity. Part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like... but Elzar also did, wasn't even there, and he dropped that out of the sky, right? And so what? So what? Fallen Star is implying is that neither of them said anything for a year and a half, and Tarek and Sarek didn't either. Well, well here's the thing. So here's the thing. I believe with Bell. Bell tried hmm. talking to people about it, and they're all like, "Oh, he's grief." Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, emotionally. It's just like listen to the guy. That's why when he's talking to Bray, he's like, "Finally, somebody who can actually." Yeah. I can talk to about this. Who's going to listen to me? Another, and then he was in the position for when Briaga went through. He's just like, no, that's right. That's I right. know, like I'm here mm-hmm. with you. Don't worry. And so it was just. I got two things. So the one thing is Go we don't have all the content before this yet. There are three things that we got to get through. I believe that kind of fill in gaps between like the Drangir being defeated and things that Avar Chris is doing. Those kind of things and the like Tarek and Sarek mm-hmm. meeting a leveler. I believe all yeah. that happens in the comics that we'll be covering comics, yeah. soon. Um, oh, okay. that's one thing the second thing is you're right with the research part because like we know from reese silas that when he's at the temple he's always in the library always mm. researching stuff right so there are people in the jedi temple that are researching things all the time all you'd yeah. have to do is be like are there anything that fits like these specific things that we have ever yeah. encountered yeah and then they could be like no we've never heard of that well, maybe look on other like jedi temples out in mm. the outer rim or something like that and like just kind of plant those seeds yeah but the yeah. thing is too is like there were some jedi in this like orla jereni who was a way seeker who had no idea that loading great storm died from the leveler he she knows mm-hmm. i think he died but she didn't know how he died yeah but she's like wait a minute there's others that had this happen to them mm-hmm. and he's like yeah like this is because you were gone right and it's like well when you're not in communication with the jedi that makes sense like you wouldn't you wouldn't really know that but that's but the, the only time, thing that makes sense so in this situation irresponsible it's mm-hmm. like okay let's see your way seeking right but like you know what you should be ha- you had a little report that you file off like every month or something like that because if you're way seeking you die and nobody knows I'm like, oh well they're out yeah. there somewhere but it's just like you have no like there should be a connection stream going on yeah. and be like you know what you're you're your own but like we still want monthly reports like at least do mm-hmm. that a little bit not just like Oh, I'll just go wherever because that's just that's ridiculous and foolish hmm. at that point. Not at the same time, it's just like okay, like we were saying before, but like everybody around there, some people researching, some people not. It's just like okay, so what do we have here? What's the deal? What can we do? We don't know. Yeah. Okay, great. Then I guess we don't know. 
the one thing I want to say about the lever and too. Jacosta knew all over again. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. not there. It's not and there. On, yeah, and yeah. on top of that, where it's like, well, the dark side, they don't know. It's like, well, we learned from Into the Dark the fucking Coruscant Temple's built on a Sith Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go there. We Yoda is still here, and we know from Clone Wars that he knows about Korriban. Yeah. So assumedly the Jedi do too. Can't send some people there to go fucking take a look. The thing about the intel- dark side is there's a point yeah. in the in the uh, book where only one character starts piecing shit together, and it's Leox Jossie because he goes. They're looking yeah. at these ships, right? And they're like, "Oh, there's two sh- two um, freighters here, both hauling wrath tars. That mm. seems weird, right?" And they go in and they see that the the lock was broken and stuff like that. And at the same time, Bell's like, "Yeah, like there's this weird thing that's really fucking us up with the force and stuff like that." He's like, "Well, oh, that would have been good to know, like since the beginning." So oh, we yeah. know that you know the Jedi are not going to be you know we yeah. can't rely on them exactly right re- yeah and then he's like, like wait a minute now if a creature got out and the force is being fucked up maybe when there's like and then the rapper explodes out of it and you're yeah, like holy yeah. shit here and we it, go it gets cut yeah, off yeah because well, they, they open it at that point yeah. he's just yeah. like he was about to be like hang on and like three he's like yeah oh, three shit. two one <laughs> I'm excited to see Buryaga come but, back with like a missing arm or like a like a, a slashed eye or something like that like. <laughs> He's going to be in my phase. Yeah, he's, he's, he's coming out and he's like, he's going to be battle yeah. ready, man. I can't see them killing off this way. So, what's going to happen? He's going to be drenched and carrying Stellan Geos. That'd be interesting. Because he's strong enough to do so. Yes, <laughs> they fair. crashed into the ocean, but they went like whoosh, right? Yeah. Uh, after all that, it's just like, okay, the leveler's gone. Everything's like that. So from there, all your four stuff should come rushing back and all that. Mm. Like, oh, Oh god, okay. Bubble up. Okay. I feel uh, like passing out. Burry. I feel like if Stellan and Burry both find Leveler, like and like deal with it on the so wreckage, How are they gonna deal with it then? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There I don't is know. Underwater. I have no idea. Here, here's here's my last problem with the leveler is the leveler is so fucking overpowered and like they can't even do anything about it. So the biggest problem that you also get with this is every person that the leveler kills yeah. feels like a cheap death. It is yeah. because well, you're, like, it just like bashing your head against the wall. Yeah. Like yeah. I, 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 fe- I wish, I wish I felt something when any of the characters in this book, died. even Orla Jaredi. Like, or- no, I even did Orla when did. Orla did because I, I was mad at that point. I was just like, so she did. She didn't even die in the fucking explosion. You just threw her away. Like, yeah, you're throwing characters. She just clumps over and dies, now. basically. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Because like, what purpose? Yeah. Like, oh I my god, how scary this thing is! I would have been fine if there was. Show us in the beginning with what she can do, and it's just like, oh, yeah, fuck you. The only thing that we get because if you if you can't, sorry, I'm going to keep going. You off. Because if you can't, because if you can't even fight back, then it just looks so pathetic when you die, right? It's such a nothing. So when Orla goes, when when all three of these Jedi go down just screaming, it's like, yes, I guess the level is scary, but Jesus Christ, like if I, especially if I like this character, I'd already accepted Orla's death after Midnight Horizon. Yeah. But if you like this character, for them to literally just keel over and die, it's so insulting. Yeah. Especially it's... after seeing them fight Drangir and all that yeah. stuff. It's like, those things are already terrifying and we can see them. Yeah. This is your own fears being played against you. And for for people who are supposed to be like, oh, or uh, society is supposed to be like, you know, we control everything and like we, mm. we have the thing. Bullshit. Your yeah. teachings are trash if yeah. you can deal with it. These are your own fears we, coming up that you're supposed to be able to exactly. overcome from your trials or whatever that make you a knight. Make you a, yeah. These people call themselves master. I don't think you can ever suppress them though, right? Like you can never I'm not talking about them. suppress them. Or but like you get have rid to, of them. Think of, think of Luke in the cave. Yeah, you have to face it. Yeah. It's not we, saying I'm not scared, but you have to be able to stare at that thing and be yeah. like, 
What? What? Fucking Stella and Geo scared of a song? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there's some right, stupid like, nursery rhyme that's oh running my God. off the wall. Like, like, yeah. like, you know, I can still hear it. Oh God, I can still hear it. It's like, yeah. dude, really? Really? Oh, it's like, okay, I understand you're dealing with that right now. And you should be able to talk about it, which you finally are, so thank God. Now from here, start moving again. And we see him after he talks about it and he deals with it with Elzar. He actually starts to find his feet again. Yeah. Uh, I know it was only minimal exposure to the thing. Mm. But if it's fucking you up that way, you really got to sit back. And he does reflect and do all that. But I wish he had started like, the man, their, their lightsabers are used for so much in that era. I wish they could be little, little notepads. Too. Like if you take this lightsaber, look, mm. here's like here's like the Mandalorian thing on my, on my, on my gauntlet. It's like, <laughs> look here, this is what I found out. I think the only, change. the only saving grace we have is that we have one character who has encountered the leveler, apart from Tarek and Sarek, that was on Starlight Beacon, that is still alive, and hopefully will recover, which is Bell's new uh, master, Indira, Indira Stokes. Stokes. Um, yeah. So, like, that's the one saving grace of, like, after this, maybe they're like, we gotta do yeah. research on this shit because like it really not fucked gonna. us up. They're too late. I think too late. I think they will have to now. If they don't, I mean they're gonna have to. But it's no too reason. little, too late. Do you yeah. not realize Martian's plan the entire time is to kick them all out of the outer rim completely, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's Consolidate wordy. them into yeah. one spot, and he's only gonna lose because plot is not ready for the Jedi to go down yet. Like he's effectively yeah. set it up where he has them all in one place and just needs to wipe them out. That's it. Yeah. And Yoda thinks it's yeah. okay to run, to, to like, run away. Oh, I mean, he's been gone for half the whole series. Yeah. Well, he has, he has stuff in the comics that we haven't seen yet. So that's another well, thing. Spe- and then speaking of plot, do you remember when the Republic Defense Fleet was supposed to be a thing? <laughs> they're doing a great fucking job. Yeah, that's true. Man, they're so fucking good. They're so good. They're not even in this book. Oh, that's, Lena that's some so. fucking effectiveness, oh, man. Just, just, we'll be ready whenever. Oh, so, uh, oh yeah. no, no, we won't because like, well, we should liter- have to take care of stuff. Well, this, this thing's literally falling apart. Send yeah, people exactly. Don't well, worry. We're, time, I don't yeah. know. We'll have a, defle- a defense fleet ready so that when the Nihil hit again, if they're not completely destroyed, we'll be ready this time. They're yeah, not even all fucking mentioned. Yeah. When they hit the planets and the temples, they're never fucking mentioned. Even because the temple thing happens after the planets. So if you had half a fucking brain, okay, well, maybe we get the defense fleet out there. Do something. To be so fair, the defense, the defense fleet relies on Corellia for their ships, right? So they don't have any ships after a year and a half? Like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because we have a midnight horizon, yeah. But, like, it's been a year and a half. You haven't built a single ship. I'm sure they have some, but, like, yeah. yeah. I get you. It's frustrating. Um, The the stupidity of this book, the stupidity of the characters and their inaction is what lets the Nihil win in this book. Yeah, yeah. Them constantly going, we'll deal with it later. We'll deal with it. It's literally Stellan just going, we'll deal with it later. It's not important. I don't have to worry about this. I'll figure this out afterwards. And then the whole fucking station explodes. He's like, I'm the best guy that Starlight Beacon's ever had as its commander. No, he he has has moments where he's like, I've I've had for like three months and it's already gone up in flames. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, he has doubts. Like, he's not thinking he's all the shit. No, see, here's here's another power that the leveler has. In, in in all that like it because amplifies the anger and the frustration of yourself you too well that yeah because of the fact that like it's it's seep it's sapping away this force connection with i think it's also replacing so it and it's not replacing it it's just that because these guys are so dependent and their power is what defines them they have no they have nothing else to fall on which is why when they don't have it. do so much 
didn't affect Orla that hard. Like it still affects her, but she's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. even Elzar to the point where he's not using it. He's still he's still connected in a certain way, but he's just like, I'm gonna do this just like a normal dude. I'm not gonna think about the force. And, it does and he does that. things fine. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. he's always doing things fine when he's doing that. The minute anybody tries to do a force thing, it's just like, oh, oh, I'm being influenced. I'm being this because as they're saying all that stuff and they're thinking all these things, they was like, hold on, wait. No, I didn't mean to say that. I should have more control. I should. Mm. What's wrong with me? And it's just but, like because this thing. Why is it? Why is it even able to do that? I can understand like, I, like if it's looking right at Stella and be like, mm, yes. Like, like I understand like Predator. You want to map out your stuff and like yeah. I pray here, 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 here. But until you get within like proximity of them, you shouldn't be able to do shit. Yeah. Unless yeah. unless it's gigantic and that's why it's it's just like radiating this thing. I think it's amorphous yeah, from right? what we've heard. Which is which is. I don't bullshit. even think they know, which is why we haven't yeah. gotten actual. It's a thousand things and one thing and yeah. this and this and this. Like, so it you guys don't know what it's supposed needs. to look like. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It can just be whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's like whoever, whatever plot needed to be. Well, it's this now. They let it. They left it up in the air. So like whatever author needs it and to build to mold it to that certain point they do because mm. it, I don't think did Claudia Gray do Rising Storm? Or was it Kevin Scott? I think it was Kevin. Yeah, I think it was Kevin Scott. No, because uh, Rising seeing, Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because in that one it was very dog-like like there was no missing that we mm-hmm. that's where we got that from because he said it was Kevin's like a, a hound-like yeah. kind of creature yeah. right and now we're getting a we don't know because my story is not too holding up too well so it's just gonna be yeah. whatever the hell it can be because I, mean, I can't explain all of these things and if i do yeah. tell you what it looks like you'll have questions like well how is it doing this how is it doing that and if i say force you're just like they have force so mm-hmm. why isn't it like conflicting against each other why isn't it blocking off why is it just able to smash right through whatever they have up yeah and the fact that none of the jedi at any point are like why am i like why am i acting like this this is weird who cares like nobody ever double like thinks about why nothing that they're usually doing works the only two that are actively trying to do something and Mm. are actively trying to look into it are Bury and bell and i'll say again because brianna's just like we should actually sit and meditate with this and bell's like yeah i'd love to we just don't have the time because we have to deal with all the patients coming in but notice the lower you are ranked with this stuff so from non-force sensitive to padawan we didn't have any younglings on here to padawan Mm. to knight to master and how much it was affecting on the scale nothing little bit eh, and yeah hurting like mm-hmm. elzar should be a master let's let's get real the only thing that's holding him back is the council so and his horniness but yeah well that's <laughs> right but in terms of strength and power and stuff like that mm-hmm. pre everything he's master level it's just yeah, it's yeah. Just politics stellan's master level avar's master level all of them at that point orla Oh, pretty much master level at this point. Mm. We have Indira Stos. Think of everybody who went down. Master level yeah. in a few nights, right? Who's left? Padawan, a knight, and, a, and then the, the people who are in comas, basically. Mm. And it's just like, why? Well, they felt it, but it wasn't messing with them like that. Like, they were doubting themselves a little bit, and then they were just like, no, we can do something, and we do the small thing that we know we can do, right? And look, we're starting to get hope, and we feel, we feel fine. Mm. Things are hard, yes, but we feel fine. Like that was constantly happening to Bell and Bray. And then when they when overcame a lot of it, they did, which was just like, if they can do it and they're the learner, what the, yeah, what the fuck? fuck's wrong? I think it's because I think it's because they're not as in tune with the force as the masters are. That's the only difference I can see, which is why Maybe. they weren't nearly as affected as the other stuff were. And I like, that's the which, only difference. And that make that, that makes sense if that's how the level works. But like, 
I no. get it. It's like a Jedi killer, but why Why is it this yeah. monster that exactly. literally cannot yeah. die? And the hunger part, I, I don't understand, but it makes it seem more beast-like It anyway, wants to feed right? on the yeah. Force connection, but right? it or made whatever. them want to feed for whatever reason, Yeah, too. there's parts of that, too. So I just, And then yeah. they kind of just leave that to the side, which is like, oh, it's so hungry. I'm yeah, so Elzar hungry, wakes so up. what do you want to eat? Elzar wakes yeah. up in the middle of the night, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm eating a bun. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, so do you want food, or it's like, like what? Like I don't I'm understand confused. that it's part. It wasn't ex- it wasn't explained. Yeah, and also, um, it was to do with the other two as well. Just from this weird connection it has, right? So, if they can, if if they can understand that they're feeling like I shouldn't be thinking like this, I shouldn't do anything like this. Oh well, what should we do? We'll uh, meditate. Well, they have the meeting. And the, mm. Stellan's not really doing anything. And everybody's like, well, we should do this. We should do this. And then Bell's just like, no, we need to figure out what the hell is happening with us. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I was about to say that. It's like, <laughs> you started Yeah, he was like, oh, I should have said that. And I was just like, what? Yeah, Jesus like, Christ. There was, there was so many little things. It's just like, what? Why is this going the way it is? And yeah. all I can see is like, see how each of them perceived the Force? They were very clear about that in Light of the Jedi. And they still um, have that. Are, no, yeah, Elzar sees it as the ocean, and I couldn't understand uh, Stellan's what he sees it like a big, constellations. Like, con- I think oh, that's just trash. But anyway, <laughs> I the, mean, it the, is what it is. The song I understand yeah, because Avar's. that, like everybody, is ringing their own note out. Like that's yeah. kind of cool. I like Avar's actually, and, and then, then, yeah, and I like Bell's too because Bell's is a fires. inferno. Yeah, it's a yeah. fire, right? And it's just like you know, the hotter it gets, the more the brighter the you light. Know, you need to wash out. So that I think what will happen by the end of this, because see how each of them is like, oh, it's hard to connect. It's distant. It's this. Elzar thought he was drowning at one point and it was mm. like his fourth heart overtaking him or whatever like that. It's just like, okay, so by the end of this in the higher public, they're not going to be able to see that anymore. They're going to mm. feel something. But, but it's all just going to be the same homogenous. It's kind of. amorphous kind of like yeah. thing, right? The force is just this this blob force field yeah. around it's everything. Just, yeah. That's floating around that can't be explained. It's the same shit. I mean, fucking, nobody, dude, eat, eat your, which, eat your, oh, sorry, keep going. <laughs> which is why I think, like, and they've mentioned it a couple times, and you're just like, we'd be no better than droids. We'd be no better than droids. Mm. The Force will be one big droid brain, and yeah. then they'll just be the, like, the Arbiters walking around at that point, <laughs> and that'll be it. Because, like, there's no uniqueness to it anymore. There's no mm. beauty to it anymore. It's just there as a machine, and they're being piloted. Yeah, That's it's, it. It's just so much and, more cold. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, which which would piss me off with Yoda because they haven't explained how he sees again. We haven't read the comic, so I don't know. I'd love to see actually. Maybe it'd be interesting. I'd love to see how he perceives it mm. because if you can't perceive that anymore, two hundred years <laughs> in the future, don't you yeah. fucking think something's wrong? Yeah, and right? you should try well, to find that again, dude. Speaking of that, fucking like I was, uh, you know, eat your heart out, Palpatine. A, a Sith dog is doing your job better than you can at clouding up the Jedi's mind. So much better. So much better. At this point, this is probably the research he's looking at and just fucking cackling. In his yeah. Head. Like, is that easy? Seriously? <laughs> we couldn't do this for a God. thousand years? Palpatine, really? yeah, Palpatine wishes he could fuck with a Jedi like this. Oh, like, my, my God. God. Um, like, his Inquisitors, this, this, is, this is the thing he's trying to recreate with them. Yeah. This I, it's just, yeah, for, man, it's been like 60 years. I cannot understand how to recreate a Sith dog. I just... <laughs> so... Yeah. I just, just want to say the the Jedi thing. I think we've literally encapsulated everything about it. That... Oh, I have one more thing. Okay, let's fit that <laughs> okay. in and then let's package it up I, and I, throw it I away. Have, I have some positive Jedi things coming. Okay, up. let's let's finish up the negative yeah. Jedi stuff. Do yeah. some positive Jedi stuff and then move to some other characters. I I, yeah. I think I think okay. 
I especially, and I think all of us to the degree, had made it very clear after Rising Storm that Stellan needed to redeem himself in our eyes. At least, right? Just get a little bit more of that, like, more legit Jedi Master, kind of like more in line with Obi-Wan, because that's what we're always comparing him to. But I feel like that's an unfair just, comparison. Just like, it, it definitely not the same character, right? But it, right. but because they were looks presenting, the same. because yeah. they were presenting Stellan as basically Obi Wan and Elzar as basically Anakin, yeah, have them kind of try and reach that same status. And man, oh man, if Stellan is actually dead, how fucking far he's fallen from Rising Storm? Oh yeah, which I didn't think was possible. But my god, the amount of ineptitude. When he says in the book where he's like, man, I've been in charge of Starlight for three months and it's falling apart. I'm like, yeah, you should have. Like, you're you're like the worst person who could have taken charge of this station at this point. I, I'm it? pretty sure that Imri could have done a better... Like, Dark Side Imri from fucking the first book he was in could have done a better job at this point. Like, he it's did ridiculous. Admit, so he admitted that pride was a big fault he had. And mm. that's one thing I was going to say, too, on top yeah. of that is, like, the pressure that is put on him by the Republic being the poster boy for the Jedi and the Republic, being the leader and the Marshal of Starlight Beacon now, mm. as well as a Jedi Master, and, like, putting all of these different hats on and not having the ability to fulfill all of those roles at the same time. I Persona. feel is that pride that is, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah, but he's not, he's not Joker. He's fucking, have you played Persona 4, Ed? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Mi Mishitaka? No, he doesn't even get to be a dachi. He's the the dude that you think is the killer the first time in the video oh. game dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I think Pride, um, Pride is definitely that thing yeah. that Stellan suffers and, from. I, yeah, I guess, but because when when Avar comes back, she's like, "What, what do you mean?" Marshall's like, "You you we've warned you about this," and he says to her, "It's just like, nah, dude, you're you're panicking, you're scrabbling now. It's just like." Why did you come here? And when she asked him the right questions, like seriously, yeah. he is yeah. Like because why? You, yeah. you, you guys, I told you why I was going after yeah. this because it's necessary and it's needed, and I knew it, and I knew I could do it. So yeah. why are you doing this? Uh, uh, we 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 don't actually have an answer. So how dare you ask me that? And we told you to stay here, and you didn't stay here. So it's your yeah. fault. And that not was ours. amplified and now this by the level, part, though. That was no, it, and it was. But what it, what it yeah. amplifies is stuff that's already there. It is. Mm. It's exactly right. It. So it's just like the pride was there and they knew that nobody else could run it. They had her to do it because she was able to. Yep. And then it's just like, oh no, she left and now we we need a Jedi running it. No, you don't. Oh, well, we do. So we're going to send somebody incompetent that doesn't know anything about it, but you're Jedi, so it should be fine. Yeah. Here we it's are. Just like when, when, when Stellan is yelling at Avar, it just reminded me of fucking, you betrayed your lair! Yeah! Like the fucking yeah. the Judge Dread like from the 90s. It was just so... Yeah. I don't know. Stellan's legacy at this point, like I said, if he is dead, is the Jedi Master who utterly failed Vala with the Republic Fair by trying to make peace with the Nihil, and then just in the span of a year and a half, jumped to Starlight Beacon to let it just fall to pieces while he just stood there wringing his hands. I mean, it's not at the very look. end, he did do a good job of saving the people that were going to be destroyed by Starlight Beacon. Like, that's the one redeeming that, quality the, of Stellan yeah. Geos in this book. That is the silver lining of his life. Yes. If he is actually dead. He, re he just... redeemed himself in that one moment, but it yeah, wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. No, like, I mean, in, in the, I, in yeah, the story, yeah. in the story, yeah, I see right? where you're going. It's not enough to, to read Yeah. Yeah. Not really. to, to bring him up from all that stuff. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Overall, this, I, this book was just, the I don't, I don't the, not this, not this book, but like the Jedi and the force in this book. Cause yeah. we are always told that the I, Jedi I are the people that, that come in to save mm. the day. 
and they know how to do stuff and they're super powered and so when we get this like handicap i love it like this 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 team of handicapped um like force handicapped jedi yeah. where they These literally idiots. can't yeah. bring the force in and when they do they get to sh- like they're emotionally distraught it and is so infuriating yeah. to, to yeah, listen especially because they don't think it's a problem they should investigate well they did because so, they did investigate the, they did investigate the air but they didn't they drag their do it, heels they didn't yeah. do it properly they they, they never they, they, they do moment. not react they do not react in time or appropriately to anything that happens in this book. The heroes yeah. in this book are the non-force sensitive. It is. Right the Jossi and like Nan and uh, what's her face? Uh, Chansey Yaro. So Chansey Yaro. I'm going to bring up even, you know what? Geode, man. He saved the baby. <laughs> I love that part. I'm trying to forget, trying to forget Geode. I love that part, man. <laughs> That's so good. No, I'm, I'm no. fine with all the stuff Geode did except hitting on. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's just like a passing thing. Just, but yeah. like the, the, the magnetizer oh, were like, is. what's his name? The orange haired guy? It's idiot. Just, yeah. I don't, who cares? The guy that was Leox's like foil. <laughs> That yeah. part where he's well, just he's, like, I'm literally, you, yeah, and dies. I'm like, finally, he's dead. <laughs> just from the accent they give him, it's just like, I know what you're going for. I'm not gonna yeah. say it, so yeah. I'll say Jersey yeah, yeah. for now. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. But like, it's like they, they okay. were not trying to hide what they were trying to portray him as. But yeah, and we're not trying to get up... political here <laughs> at all, at yeah. all. Yeah. But as soon as you listen to it, you'll know what we're talking. About. But like, hundred percent. The fact that he starts talking. And immediately people are just like, oh, I, I know how to I know how to use mob mentality against everybody. It's just like and do what? He's a and piece when, of shit the entire book. When when he starts getting questioned about the actual methods by Chansey, which I was laughing at, he's just like, So you wanna blow a hole in the in the fucking docking base so we can get out? Yep. And you realize how long that's gonna take. Uh, yeah. And you realize that we're gonna need a whole lot more than what people have now. Uh, yeah. And like the, uh, the jagged yeah. edges of the hole and like yeah. destroying yeah. ships and stuff like what yeah. was yeah. his piece of shit? What was his answer to everything? Oh, but the Jedi are doing anything so fine. It's like they made it easy for a guy like this to yeah. operate. It's, and yeah. he's going around stealing shit and all this stuff, and like they've got no they got no security because you know he's, they think force is all they need. Yeah. They have no anything going around, so these guys are just all they'll police themselves. It's fine. We get situations like this. The hazmat suits, the radiation suits we need to go through the sections so we could actually communicate or try to fix it earlier than we did. What yeah. happened? They were stolen by who? This dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just who was because. looking after that? Who put them there? Oh, who's running the ship? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not a good it's, look yeah. all around i mean it makes it so, s- seem like he's not a smart character which he isn't he's manipulative yeah right and yeah, he knows no, how to but it's it's yeah. so it's to such a degree coley lynn i had to look his name up because yeah, i already lynn. forgot it even though i mentioned it in the synopsis is mm. so cartoonishly evil in yes. this book it's like me, why me yeah constantly. it's like why the f- why are you here if you took him out of the book this is how I judge if a character is actually good or not in a book. If you took him change? out of the... Exactly. How much would it have changed? The answer? Nothing. We literally would have just missed a few Geode yep. scenes. Uh, Geode and him again, like, talking to the Nihil, that kind of, like, he got some hints and but stuff like what that. What comes like, of that? No, what all comes that of stuff still happens. Yeah. To work with those Nihil. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. What and they happened? even cut him out. They're just like, yeah. we don't need this fucking guy. Yeah, He's fuck literally him. ignored after they talk with him. The one point yeah. that made him non-redeemable at all like I knew he wasn't, but the one point that solidified it was when he's like, when the baby's crying, and he's like, oh, when he he, he, he like has that moment, he's like, a regret for a second, he's like, but I I I I, sh- I I left that like seven years ago, and I'm like, how do you like, you understand that it's an innocent that you oh, can't yeah, like yeah. that part where like right. the baby can't defend itself. He's like, I could kill anybody, I don't give a shit except for the yeah. baby, 
That made I'm me. Killing my and then he's like, you know what? Right fuck it. I'm gonna do it anyway. And it's just like, yeah. dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like I said, he's it's a good so oil cartoonishly evil. Yeah, yeah that's like, right. Yeah. This this is this is a character. Sorry, sorry, like, but this is just a character where it's like, I'm gonna kick this puppy because I want to feel good. It's like Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Have a little bit of depth. Dio. Oh, dare yeah, you exactly. My dog. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's D. It's episode one. Dio. Where it's just like, oh, I'm gonna kick this dog and throw him in a furnace because I'm a dickhead. It's like, well, what? Why though? Yeah. <laughs> but so the Dio one like makes them, sense because yeah. that was made in the fucking eighties. Yeah. <laughs> now, Whereas this guy is just like, oh, I'm just gonna shoot a kid. To what let's, purpose? Oh, because my conscience. But yeah, no. So let's move to Leox. Leox and the crew. You you then, start with that one because you, sure. you you have more positive things to say about Leox than I ever. Was, I mean, so. Leox is literally Matthew McConaughey in Star Wars, yeah. and I He's actually like, love yeah. it. He's a no, in this book. He, goes, he even does the all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I was like, yeah. let's fucking go. Just in case we weren't clear. And he goes, yeah, hold so on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all the it's all the it's everything. But he's. I feel like he's a good. He's a good. He's a he's a smart character who is non force sensitive, right? He's like he's not the Han Solo, but like it's like close as I can equate. He's a he's like a he's a smuggler type character where he has suave and he has a brain on his like on his shoulders, right? He has a good head on his shoulders where he, yeah. he thinks of scenarios to do stuff, things that are piecing together. He keeps them in his mind until he can actually piece it together and make an effort towards something. And I'm like, okay, Leox, I I find. He was probably one of my highlights of this of this book because of the shit he gets to do. Like, he saves people Ooh. at the end with those fucking magnetic gloves. I'm like, dude, what the hell is happening right okay. now? I loved okay. all this no. shit. No, you see why he went down from highlight to me to being like, this was set up for him to be that way. Yeah. Because every goddamn time he comes up, he's like, Oh, but I like doing things the old school way. It's like I yeah. fucking know you said it <laughs> yeah. fifty times already. Yeah, shut yeah. up. Yeah. It's just like oh no, but remember old school way. It's just like of course this guy's a fucking parachute because we yeah, wanted yeah. to tell you from the from day one. But this it comes guy in handy, right? Like, astrological sextant. And I'm not saying it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm really mm. not. But the fact that like if you said it to me once, I was like oh you know, so I just like keeping a few of the old things around because you never know when you might need them. Oh, okay, mm. cool. And then leave it as a throwaway line rather than his character. Yeah, the yeah. whole image. I mean, or just that. have it be like a hobby thing, right? Where it's like, I just like the old stuff, you know? Well, he also yeah, has appreciation for the It's NC. not just the and things, let it's other the skills. People, but yeah, but I'd rather other people say, like, you know, if you find this old thing around the station, you wouldn't because it's built new. But let's say you did, and like, oh, Leox would probably like this rather than him himself. Yeah, there being are other like, ways of going oh, about I'll it. Because there's, there's a good point when that happens in the book. Because when um, Affy's talking with um, the Adrams, where yeah. he's, when she's talking with Pika, he she says like oh yeah our our guy Leox builds his own co- uh, power couplings or conductors yeah. or whatever like well, that's a good that way to do it right? yeah exactly be, yeah. But bring it up more like that because I feel like I was every time he was talking something like that was coming up a- from him and it, it it wasn't a bad thing at the start but yeah. after the sixth time it started to get really annoying when it's just like mm. it was the same thing we said that about another character too. It was Elzar when it's just like, oh, every time you see a lady, you're gonna go nuts, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like it's it, it was style, that thing yeah. all over again. Where it's just yeah. like, guys, your characters Stop. are fine. Stop mm. trying to beat us over the. This is the character we know. Yeah. You've done you, this in you, the last books already. You feed it once or twice to the person, so that the reader knows that is something about their character. You do not hammer them over the head with it so many times that it just becomes a character trait. And that's a, that's yeah. the thing where like right. it's not the character's fault. It's the way it was written, like that's those mm. scenes were written, right? And how exactly, that was exactly. gone about. Because take taking when I'm not I'm I'm not saying this like 
with like blinders or anything like that. But taking for the example when he got like ripped off the side of the ship, right? Mm. I'm like, oh no, he's dead. I'm just like, he's not fucking. No, dead. you just He'll like fly out there and go pick him up. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. The, I'm already thinking that because I'm just like you set me up so many times where I'm just like oh some some old school fangled thing is gonna happen. He's gonna save mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. No issue. What happened? I had a parachute. Of course yeah. he fucking did. Like I'm parachute, not surprised yeah. by that. You, there's no shock value for me there. I can mm. see for some people it's like. Oh no, Leo, because you like him, right? So it's like Leo. He's hard to hate. Oh yeah. no, I hope he's not dead. It's just like I know he's the fucking dead. Like it, it, it's, <laughs> it's because we've seen those I things before. Want. Yeah, yeah. And it's well, it's also it's also because sorry, I'm, I'm cutting cutting you well, off here, but it's yeah. Sorry, finish first, and I'll say because it's it's different from Burry being this yep. like oh god, mm. did he get carried out exactly. or not? Like, yeah. Because we know he's struggling with the thing already that most times wouldn't be a problem, but what the situation is right now, and everybody's tired, everybody's drained. That's something where it's just like. I, I'm choosing to believe he's still up, but I really don't fucking know. Whereas with Leo, someone's like, he's damn well yeah, so You can't fool yeah. me. Like, it's a, it's that kind of difference. When when every character death in this book has at least one paragraph dedicated to their death. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Everyone who dies to the leveler. Biriaga's thing gets set up so hard. Stellan's thing gets set up so hard. To then just be like, and then Leox fell off and died. It's like, no. No, he didn't, because you've broken the pattern now. The one thing I want to say about the Briaga scene quick, because mm-hmm. Elzar Man was the one that was that had to let him go. That yeah. was a thing that he talked about with Orla Jereni, where we have to be able to... Sac- I think it was Orla Jereni. Like, you have to be able to sacrifice and let go of... Oh, no, that was, was that... that was Indira and Bell talking. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was yeah, just see... like, you know, I am ready to let you go. You have right, to be you've ready let me to go, let me but go. But not too early. Just not, not too early. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, not right now. Sorry, that was that conversation. Never mind then. Mm. But, um, yeah, going back to Leox, sorry. Mm. that's sorry and also for context if if someone hasn't read the book and is still listening to us doing this uh they have, have indira and bell have that conversation right before indira goes off and runs into the yeah it was pretty ham-fisted where it was just yeah. like yeah she's yeah. probably not gonna I'm, come back i'm not gonna die but you have to get ready to accept it i'm gonna be right bell oh, no yeah <laughs> just like yeah he's like i should come with you and it's like yeah yeah you really should yeah but the plot demands that you stay here so you can still be in more books yeah why <laughs> <laughs> yeah Go ahead, uh, yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say, Leox, I, I, I feel like he was a very likable character in this book, and he did a lot that I really enjoyed. The whole crew did, Affy and mm. um, Geode. Geode. I just, I just thought it was a really well rounded team that really was like they built relationships with other crew members on other ships. Mm. They, you know, were working with the Jedi, like they did a lot of good stuff. They're the ones who figured out that the comms were still open. Even yeah. though the lights well, were on, shame. don't forget like, what they did in the beginning when they were trying to make it there. When right. they yeah, got that's right. They, and they, they launched the, the whole music opera thing. Yeah. That was amazing. I forgot about that. That was Elzar their Man. highlight for yeah. me. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that a really was good like, part. That was a lot of good thinking on both Leox and Orla's part. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very, very, and that's I think it, it gave a highlight to the characters that are not Jedi, and I, I feel like yeah. I guess they needed that, but I've mm. to the detriment of the, the Jedi of the High Republic in our eyes as a reader. Which I feel the, is not what you needed to do, but again, it should it have has been happened. a book on the station where like the Jedi had to leave, and then all this was happening, happening without mm. the Jedi being there. Like I get yeah. the fact that like you know the Nihil sabotage could have still happened, and all that. The leveler, if again, like Noma said, if you took them out of the whole book and the problem was still there, they'd still have to deal with the docking bay doors and all the mm. other things. Yes, you know, Elzar had to use the force to like, you know, rip the thing open so that the cargo ships could get out. 
you know, or just make the levelers less powerful because they added so many abilities 100%. to it. So yeah. again, let's Seriously. move away from that. Oh, that's my fault. So, let's move away yeah, from and, that leveler. And I, so ironically, I'll steer us back onto the path that Dan likes to be on. So I will say that the best part of the vessel's crew, I, as I say, I'm going to get us positive. There's going to be a backhanded compliment here. But the best part of the leveler's crew is that their characters stay the same from the last time we saw them. They stay mm. as smart as they were last time. They stay the same character. They still have the same thought process. And they're still as competent as they were the last time we met them, right? And then they add on to it. So that then makes them better characters. We get, as much as I hate the fact that Geode hits on organic women, we get something that adds on to his story, right? And also with the fact that he can decide whether he wants to be magnetized or not. So we get interesting things with him, right? We get that Affy evolving a little bit as a character and kind of coming to terms with certain things and trying to wrestle with her emotions as being such a young person. So that's a nice character growth. And I, what I really enjoyed about Leox is that his character growth is we start to see some of the cracks forming in the shell that he's built for himself, right? Yeah. I really liked the part in the book where he's like, man, I thought I would be more at peace with my death. But I'm kind of shitting myself right now because yeah. I don't really want to die, I'm realizing. Things like that, right? Where I'm like, oh, cool. So as much as you wanted your persona to not be a facade, you're starting to realize that there are parts of it that are, right? And I think that's a really neat and interesting way to grow a character i thought that orla had a similar path and then you know stuff happens and now i can't see her grow anymore so that's fun so when we're getting at least character development and character advancement like this then it's a good thing but then the problem is you have stuff going in the opposite direction with that character development so mm -hmm. i i was going to take this positive i'm going to bring it back down for a second because we get this thing as well where it's it's like the characters are being dragged around by the plot and they don't have any agency of their own, right? Because the amount of infuriation I felt when Bell sees the Nihil Sabotage team walk by, he's like, those guys look suspicious. Maybe I should look into, the oh, the plot? And then just walks away and never goes back to it. Never brings it up again. It's never a thought, right? And something that, that Ed had mentioned as well, which, Ed, if you want to uh, mention yeah. it. Um, when when Orla gets there and they're feeling something's wrong, and she actually goes down with um, Reginald's call, right? Reginald yeah. at the time because he's even like, I wanted to see how you were feeling because you just got here. He's yeah. like, Yeah, something's not right. And they're going down and they're about to investigate the place where the act the leveler yeah, actually the ship is. where the, the leveler's in. Yeah, yeah. And then Stalin calls like, I need to talk to you about Elzer. How is he doing? I'm just like, You're about to see him yourself. You already have seen him. He's with you right now. Or I'm not going to make it up there. Oh, I need to talk to you about it right now okay, I'm like right in front of the thing that's going to destroy us all, but okay, I'm going to leave now. And mm -hmm. it's just like, maybe, you know, jot that down so as soon as you have some free time, you can come back down here and figure it out. Nah. Mm -hmm. can, I, can nah. I just kind of encapsulate that entire leveler thing? Sure. There is so much ham-fistedness and zero progress on the, on the good guy's part. Mm -hmm. There's points at which like something might have come out of it, and then it was taken away and something might have come out of the next thing and it was taken away and yeah, all yeah. these opportunities. And I, I get that, like, sometimes that can happen, but when it happens over and over and over again, and exactly. the zero progress happens by the end of this book, and we don't even know if the levelers are dead or not, it seems mm. like they are, just like Stalin and Buriaga, we don't know, right? And so I feel like that's it. It's the zero progress in the regard of something that is so detrimental, it mm -hmm. took down Starlight Beacon almost by itself. Yeah. Right? And again, if this was the first time we run into the levelers, then sure, I understand why all this incompetence is happening. But after like a year, a year and a half. It's the third time. Yeah. Year, year and a half. Three encounters with it. Multiple survivors and eyewitnesses. 
what is this, right? Like, what the fuck is happening? The only other thing that I will say to bring it back to a good point, because <laughs> I think we've, as I probably have more, but I think we've we've made our our problems with this book so yeah. far clear. It was very nice having read Edge of Balance to hear about Banshee again, yes, even though now I'm say. really scared because they meant when they mention it, it's not in a good way. Yeah. Banshee so, is, is there, which is nice. Yeah. So it, volume two is going to give us a little bit more information on that. Oh yeah. And you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and, and hopefully uh, they don't pass out lobotomies to any of the manga characters. And they won't be able to, with the I way they've written, with the way they've written Lily already, I, you'd have She's to, too analytical. You'd ha- you would yeah. have to actually like cut her head off. At this <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah. Um, other characters that we have, uh, the the Nihil crew that were here, like Kale, um, I can't remember the other two, but there's the like Reverend a Reverend Three. Yeah, but they, they said there were seven. He sent seven. I'm like, who are the other four? The other four were the ones going about destroying all the other places. No, I don't even remember this, them at all. Honestly, yeah, I, just, I don't I, think I, they're I, the names. Tempest Runners because he has two new ones: the weird crab dude and the one to replace Panada. Um, and then Zitaria. And then, um, oh, I thought you meant that he sent. He, I thought he said he said sent seven to Starlight, didn't he? He's like, I, well, I, I sent seven the, to Starlight. So I think, then... yeah, I think it was the three of them and four levelers, apparently. Oh, that, that might have been. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that's the point. Then Jesus, yeah, yeah. because he he was just like yeah. he he sent multiple, and then the did, three yeah. of them weren't supposed. They were supposed to all die. Yeah, and everything was. was a it's a sacrifice, sacrifice I need to make, and he had to but, choose those things because it was they were the ones like he said. He's going to miss that he has them because they are so dedicated to him that they will do anything and get it done. See, I have a lore question that I think it's kind of, uh, I don't it. know if it's going to be, but like, if we remember when Martian gets these things, he has a little box. That's what he controls them right? with. Right. And it's just like, so is that like the control thing or it's it like is. a Pokeball where he's opening it up and taking something? No. Like, I, okay, you. I read the wiki uh, while we were talking mm-hmm. about the leveler earlier, and it said that the, the two artifacts that he has, they combine to make the controlling device. Okay. And then he controls the creature, which is a four-legged creature with like two sets of claws or whatever like that, and something mm-hmm. else. Um, and it was in ice. It was encapsulated in ice when he went to the planet to free one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he used, and he controlled it with the device. So like that's kind of how it works. Is he has the device? Because I always thought it was like it was in the ball or whatever in the device, and then he like released it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's more of like he has it chained up essentially until he controls it, and then he sets it free. Well, which is it, that remote control must be insane then because he also, wasn't in the same system. It makes sense because like none of the Nihil are force sensitive. So like they're not really affected mm. by any of it. But once the Jedi get around it, it, it really fucks them up as we see. And yeah. it, it's like I said, the, the three. So how do you how do you control a force sensitive thing without the force? With then? the device. The device which, allows you to do it. Which is bringing up the whole like science and technology thing versus force all over again. Well, there are there are force objects that have like um, force imbued into them, and it can be used by other people, like Moment's mask. Right, Moment is inside of that. Like his his essence is in that mask. It takes over. That thing takes over, right? Not just that's a possession, right? But Mm. there are probably other like I'm assuming there are probably other. Ways yeah, that no, force it, objects it, are imbued into it makes object. artifacts in the, yeah. in the or right, like holocrons to that. Yeah, true. But um, yeah. I was talking about the three the three people we had: Kale and two other people that they sabotaged the whole place. And it was yeah, it was a it was a Pawan and an, a human and a an Ithorian. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And so like that was interesting to see them kind of go about their business and try and like slink away and stuff like that. And then we get like Coley Lynn like getting in their face and stuff like that. And it's just like this is stupid. Like yeah. I get that it's these people, but like we have never heard of these people before. Yeah. And so it's really weird. Um and, and it's, it's part of the Grand Inquisitor is supposed to be a pow and do, but I guess yeah, it's neither but, about that. Oh, yeah, or oh, I guess yeah. they have different head shapes. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on how much of a budget they have. I mean, according to the universe, obviously. Uh <laughs> the other thing but, is we have Chancy Yaro and Nan. And I feel like those mm. two characters are characters that I actually cared about, not the beginning, but near the middle and end. Like when they were going through some struggles and they were kind of being pulled into Coley's <laughs> stuff and when they're being pulled into like the, the Nihil Hill stuff, and I, then they yeah. realize shit, we're going down. We gotta start doing something to save our own skins. I'm like, I, that makes sense with those characters. What no, I, I really mm-hmm. I did start caring about Chansey a lot to the point where <laughs> because like you realize that her motivations yeah. and stuff are very selfish but also conflicted. She wants to tinker because she wants she wants to be with Silvestri. She wants Silvestri with her. She just wants to mold her her way and she's really upset that she chose her own. And she's like, "Nan, you're so, not ever my my daughter, but I wish you were." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "I'm going to make you my almost daughter, Nan. Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. never be my daughter, but you could almost be." She gets bisected. And you're like, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, "He did what? He bisected oh, her?" Oh my god. Yeah. 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 I was actually really mad, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? The one person who could actually save you right now? All, all that fucking training Elzar went through, and like, as, as he will soon go as he has more. a chance, I don't care at this point, though. I, I want to like, talk about that training for a bit, but Dan, I'm yeah, that training was a good. You I love that scene. Good... Hmm. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Because, I just yeah, go. Because that whole it it was like very it was very Qui Gon esque with that, where it's just like. He's not just he's not throwing the dark side aside. He's looking at it and he's being just like, there's no way to actually like where is that line? How will I know? If I figure out that, then I've gone too far or I'm going yeah. too far. Yeah. So when he's describing like when he like really lets go and starts to feel everything in the ocean around him and how it's moved now it's just moving around over around him kind of thing mm-hmm. right he's, yeah, like, he has to move with it essentially yeah he's he's moses that to some kind of extent <laughs> but it's just like this is this is awesome like i want to know more about this and i thought mm-hmm. this is what we were going for and like to be like this is how you confront the leveler and elzar is going to be the only one who can do it right now mm-hmm. because he's taking the light he's taking the dark and he's formed them into this living force kind of it's, thing which yeah, is the yeah. only way to beat it it's i the was waiting window. for that to come up yeah i was waiting for or, that to yeah. come up so that when you know when he goes up against and he has that moment when it's just like okay here's and i thought it was happening with all the rage this 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 and i was just like remember the beach remember the beach yeah and how do you balance that out so you have both of them like this and you become more powerful than you can ever imagine yeah. no the no you're there, just yeah. gonna just yeah. drop but what if i went all the way to the dark side yeah because i thought it was gonna mm-hmm. be like a jason solo thing right before they ruined his character with cadis yeah. but yeah like a unifying force right mm-hmm. i'm just kind of and then it's just like, oh, I'm angry. Time to go Hulk boat. Like, yeah. okay, cool. If he if he was able to know that, you know, okay, Chansey's taking care of this. And maybe if I just talked to them before I jumped in saber swinging, mm-hmm. you know, I would have figured that out. That the, the bottom half actually wouldn't have fallen because she would have gotten it fixed in time. She was like mm-hmm. right there. She was. And yeah. then they spent she, they spent the next couple minutes yelling at each other and arguing. And by no, that he just time, killed just her. For, no, no. Well, after no, he killed Chansey her with and... Nan. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah. He could have still done it, but then it was like, Oh, what have I done? He freezes, and she's like, "Are you dumb? I don't yeah. know how to do that." And she takes off, yeah. and then from there, it's just like, "Oh, oh no, uh, dude, we my fa- the part. 
my favorite part of that is afterwards when he sees Nan running for the ship. He's like, "No, wait, come with us." I'm like, "Why the fuck would she go with you? You just murdered her." Yeah, you've got a lot of nerve, my guy. Yeah, so but it really disappointed me with Elzar because I thought that's how in the beginning I thought that's how they were setting him up Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, the things are gonna fall and everything like that. But you're gonna find a new way forward, and when they call everybody back, it's gonna be your insight versus what happened with there and mm. then they're either going to kick you out and really consult it which you're probably going to do so you're mm. going to go off on your own and you're going to mm. have your little writings and eventually qui-gon will find those and start to look in because mm. those will be the holocrons and, that uh, dooku finds that he starts looking at yeah and adding on to that i because i kind of thought the same thing and i thought he was then gonna uh team up with i can't remember her name again but the Tholothian monster hunter yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. From, now, from Rising Storm. The one thing that and I thought... And then him and then what's from from Midnight Horizon who ran away. Oh, Comac. Comac. Yeah, Comac yeah. and all of them would like form their little cadre or whatever and be, like, become Jedi the almost. wills. Uh, yeah, know. yeah. There right. was, there was a thing instead. I was thinking about too is like the leveler is a dark side thing, right? So you think that mm. dark side users would be not affected by it and that's where oh, I kind of was thinking about it too where I was like, mm. maybe if Alzar went full dark and like in this book and like that he realized like that was the thing that really didn't like he wasn't affected by it and he could deal with it then like that's what i thought where he was going it was going to be like elzar is going to be the one that take these things down and then he's going to go to the jedi council and be like i i fell to the dark side yet again i have this balance that's in me that i know is there but this is the only way to deal with these things Mm -hmm. right is to do this but we didn't even get there unfortunately right yeah and i can't even see yoda accepting two words that after dark side yeah especially like mace windu on the jedi council makes almost no sense in terms of where he (laughs) lies in the force but like do you think elzar would be like the catalyst of like mace windu's like style of like force connection like that dark light side kind of thing no because i think at that point they kind of like I, there's a special God, term for it, isn't there? The special term for his like style Vapod. of fighting, Vapod. Vapod, um, yeah, yeah. But they they made him God mode with it because they were just like, look, he's basically using it, but he's also shutting off all feeling towards it whatsoever. Which is or, that, that's a very, yeah. It's a very like hazy way of explaining it, but pretty mm-hmm. much they were just like, you know, with Elzar, he's already used dark side in that emotional yeah. kind of way, whereas Mace is like taking all those emotions and putting them into his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. So purely it's as like, a tool. Yeah, it's he's he's more Zakulin than anything. Okay, I should say. Whereas whereas Elzar's too unbalanced. Yeah, is mm. the easiest way, right? Okay. So it's just like yeah, it the idea might be you're right in it the might sense be where starting it's like, to move towards that maybe. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Exactly. Like the, at that time and maybe in the next fifty years, Yoda would be like a flat no. And then when he sees what Mason did with it, he's just like, ah, balance you have achieved. Yeah. Right? <laughs> on the on the council, you maybe, but mm. like. Even still, it's. I'm really disappointed with the way Elzar was written because they've thrown mm. out all of the first half of the book, yeah. the first yeah. quarter of yeah. the book, and I'm just like, that was such a great. Like, I haven't seen it came such out a great training, mm. maybe montage, but like little little novella. It it's, was it's great. so it's so rare to get such an insightful training one. Yes. How dare you throw that away? It's like, I don't understand the purpose. And it was only due to the leveler. That was the only thing because those emotions were there. Like you said, and it just amplified Mm. it. And it's just like, I get that. I get that. But like, again, it's to the detriment of the character. (laughs) And even, even if he had to shut himself off again at that point, you couldn't do that. that? Yeah. He's like, I'm recognizing Mm. that I'm doing this. I need to shut myself off. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's yeah. And that's what disappointed me the most. Bring that up. 
Yeah, he just immediately like Dark Side. Yeah, Hulk Smash. Yeah, just a, like there's not even a. And a then thought. he starts to be like, "Oh yeah. shit, what did I do?" He, exactly. Yeah. And Orla's gone now, so like if he has to go through that again, he still it's still like, he won't have her there. Yeah, it's it's his perception. It's echoes. Right? It's echoes. Yeah, I'm. Which I actually I'm love. Hoping, I love Orla. She was fucking but, great. And that's yeah. the thing. I'm hoping she comes back as a ghost and be like, "You're a dumbass." She's in the High Republic. <laughs> she's in the comic series, so we're gonna see her kind of in the past a bit, doing some okay, other yeah. things. So we'll get we'll get a Black Widow style thing. Yeah, yeah. Because like I need her to come on and just be like because they've already established she doesn't sugarcoat, she didn't do any of that. She's like, you're a dumbass. I spent all that time with you on there. You still do this. It's like, mm. I'm sorry. It's like, no, you're not sorry. You're weak. Yeah. Mm. Train more. Yeah. Get do your this shit more. Together. Stop being scared of yourself. If anybody's gonna be doing that, it's her as a way seeker to be able to yeah. like commune with the force mm. like that. I hope so. I really. And hope I mean, so. we'll, we'll see, right? Because like the only per- I I looked them up as well because I really need to to memorize her name because I do like her. But like the only person who could kind of do that now is Ty Yorick, right? Ah, yes. Monster Hunter. Yeah. But even then, right? Like Orla was more suited for it because Ty left as an apprentice. Mm-hmm. So Orla being the wayseeker would make more sense, but we can't do that anymore because I I guess she's not an important character to the writers. Is there see, any I other? I can imagine her doing, her actually making that connection, being able to become a Force Ghost, and then like I'll show up to Elzar. He's like, "You need to show this. You need to be a Master Yoda." He's like, "It's too late for him." Yeah. Like, I, and if she would have said that, just that line there, be like, "What do you mean?" It's just like there's this balance here, and there's this here, and he's making his way back, but he's way over there right now, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, and I don't know something wild like that because you can explain that if they can't explain the leveler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys want to end it here? Like, I don't know what else we can really say about this book. It was it was something that I I, I was excited about the premise. And then mm-hmm. once the execution came through, there was things I was like, I really enjoyed this in certain aspects. And then there's other things where like, it was almost beating your head against the wall with the Jedi. Yeah. And it was so unfortunate because it had so much potential. Potential to work yeah. through those problems. And they just, they they didn't. And it was very yeah. frustrating to, to like listen through. Like, I will say aspects. this. I was... Less mm. frustrated than you guys were, but still annoyed <laughs> yeah. a little bit, you know? No, I, I get that. But what I want from this and what both Midnight Horizon and um, Fallen Star have, taught, have shown me anyway, is it's like they're very good at writing non-force, uh, non-force-sensitive yes. characters. Yes. Maybe in this next wave, we get a few books that are, you know, if they've all run back to the temple, let's really have a few books that are just solely based yeah. on anybody mm. that's not using the force. Like I'd love to have like another another uh, vessel. Yeah, like a trilogy um, or just a single themselves. like novel book mm-hmm. by itself. You've you've brought in a couple new characters now. Your Jedi are off your ship now, so it's just you guys. Let's see what your adventures Almost are like. Almost like um... I want to see some. I want to see what Nan decides to do if she goes yeah. back to the Night Hill and starts going off on her own again, or back to the back to the brokers. Almost like aftermath um, trilogy with the vessel. Yeah. That would be good. Like mm. I, I really just want at this point because they've done at least one thing right in terms of getting that kind of stuff there, and you know mm. showing that there's more to other people than just being force sensitive or not. Yeah. Mm. So I'd love to see them go on that that route. Um, I also want to see what the Mandalorians are doing in this area and in this era. I know <laughs> they're on Mandalore. I know yeah. they're on Mandalore, and I know they're doing this whole reform thing, and they're trying it. But like, mm. is it gotten to the where Satine takes it over yet, and it's there, or is it still like bloodshed and war amongst themselves? Are they glassing the place even more now? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening there? That'd be good to see. Um, because the Drengear threat, as far as we know, like the progenitor, they've frozen. They haven't killed, which mm. 
We'll see that in the, in the comics. That resolves yeah, itself yeah. in the comics. I and believe. it's just like, Ava, I swear to God, she's got to be the one to do everything, honestly. Seriously. But uh, that's just, a yeah. discussion for another day. I'm not we'll get there. We'll now. get there. I can't the, wait to see what these 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 holes that we have not filled in yet are. Mm. Because yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of things in there that we will enjoy. But again, it's unfortunate that the novels that we're reading through right now have so many it's, yeah. detriments to them. And it's unfortunate. It, it's, it's honestly a thing where if I wasn't on this podcast and I was reading High Republic, yeah. as much as I still am looking forward to the comics that we still have to do, as, long as, I, as much as I am still looking forward to the rest of Phase 1 to read through... You would have stopped, wouldn't you? This would have been it for me. Fallen Star would have just destroyed my interest. Wow. Okay. In, in High Republic, because mm. it's just I don't care. Like I, I honestly don't really care anymore. Because, and this is a minor thing, and I swear I'll try to find something positive to end this on. Man, it makes so much sense now why no one in the prequels or this or the original trilogy has ever mentioned Starlight Beacon before. Yeah. Because really, three years. Wow. There's nothing to mention. Yeah. yeah. The there great works big... are turning out to be shit. Yeah, there was a big station in the Outer Rim that three people destroyed. Ooh, what a shining beacon of the Republic, right? No, that's what when the Empire does. It's just like, maybe this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes more sense. But uh, honestly, there are still... And so here is the, the, bright, uh, the optimistic note for you. There are still characters that I am interested in seeing how they progress, right? Absolutely. I still want to see more about Vernestra. I yep. still want to see more about Wreath. I'm surprised that I still I now I want to see more about Ram, right? Yep. That that was surprising for me. all of us, I think. Yeah. I would do, honestly. And I still want to see more of Lily. There's a lot of characters. Bell, Imri, I do. Yeah. there's a few there's a few Padawans like Yeah, uh, Bell Bell is kind of in the and same Beary. place that he was in Light of the Jedi now for me and Beery. Well, not, not so much Beery, but Bell because for the step forward that, and it's not even his fault, so I don't, I feel a little bit bad saying this, but for the steps forward, I felt, I loved him in Rising Storm. Mm. Not so much in Fallen Star, mm. just because he didn't see, do as much, right? I, and fault, you see, I have, I have something. He did most of the things in this book, unfortunately. Like, mm. I have like, something for you for that, to his though, degree, yeah. mm. up to Up to the Loden Great Storm death part in mm. Rising Storm, you're right, absolutely. He was making strides yep. of progress. Mm. That death halted him. And we're seeing it in form now. That's fair. Where That's fair. nobody is doing anything to help. Yeah. Mm. Like, or to go forward with this stuff. So mm. afterwards, it's just kind of like, you know, recognize this, help this. This is one of your most promising students who's been put to a standstill. You've given him a new master and you thought, okay, she can take care of it. Mm. You need more than that. And yeah. that hasn't happened for him yet. And you can see Indira starting to be like, you know, we haven't gotten to the point where they're at yet. So how can I even begin? Am I doing stuff too? Am I pushing him too much? Am I not? I mean, she's so conflicted, but what she can do with him, that everything is just in this weird stasis where they're trying to do the thing, but they know they're mm -hmm. not ready yet. Maybe he needs a few years off. Maybe he does need what um, in Midnight Horizon, what that other Jedi was talking about. I love. Oh, Tomac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. So, uh, yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. Cantum? Cantum yeah. yeah. I left. Yeah, I left for a bit, and then I came back. I was like, maybe Bell needs to do the same, just to it, get some live like a normal person, see how yeah. they deal with death, and then once you can do that, you come back, and do something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Even what? Um, well, hopefully not as as hardcore, but the, the thing that Des did, right? Des Morgan. The Bob. Mm -hmm. Des Morgan. No, that's uh, that's a guy from the fucking De Rebels. Des Rider. 
or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the guy Reed looked up to who yeah. took the the something out. It started with a B. I the can't one remember. he fights against. Oh, the he just goes. He just goes. Yeah, off he's just on like I, planet. Yeah, I just need to try and connect to the force. I'm probably going to be gone for like 15 years. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Like it. I'm. Yeah. I'm still interested in following the stories of certain characters for the High Republic. Like I said, right. I just don't know how attached I am to the main story of High Republic anymore. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. And like, I mean, maybe it will redeem itself in the phase two, but it will really have to do that for Noma, I think. For Especially... me, I'm still interested. It's just so mm. unfortunate this book was the end of phase one. Like, there was hundred percent. This yeah. is this was a good ending, if it wasn't so. Lack of better way to put it, ham fisted. Ham, yeah, ham fisted and all over the place. And also, this is a smaller thing for me. Just the fact that we've now replaced the Drangir with the Leveler. I don't. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I don't like it because with the drink here, at least I understood, right? And they were and they even, were getting more powers by the day, and we're like, cool. Yeah. It's still defeatable. Like you can still defeat yeah, them. Yeah. Because that's exactly what I was about to mention. Even in Edge of Balance, where I was like, what the fuck is this wood power? All right. Sure. It's it's it's, it's, it's definitely viable. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, but now with the leveler, it's just like cool. We've got dog super Darth Nihilus. Uh, what are what's its limitations? I don't know because I know you can kill a drain gear. I don't think you can kill a leveler right now. Yeah. So I mean, like I said again, I I, I really want to end this on a positive note. So I hope it will get. But I hope that I'll be able to to feel like the High Republic plot is is good. You know, good. As much as I like these characters and I still want to follow them, I just I just need that little extra something something. The, the one thing I'm gonna say is that the Great Leveler is like not the name of the actual thing. That's what they call it. Yeah, but yeah. that's not the actual name. I'm like I can't wait for them to just be like, yo, it's an act dog, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, what I, I was gonna not. say earlier. I thought <laughs> so. You know how they've been messing with stuff from Legends and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the hisses or whatever that are supposed to be on Korriban. Uh... <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, they, I was they actually gonna some, make it yeah. they pull some more bad bullshit Ugh, and then I, bring that like these are the other thing not that's not what they do. I, I was gonna make a really bad joke about that where it was like, Yeah, if you cut off did you know if you cut off the, the forearms and forelegs of a Masasi that or uh, they suddenly fucking get all these powers? <laughs> the fucking original Sith pure bloods. It's just like uh Jesus. I still that is still some uh, I'm small tangent that is still something I don't understand in in legends lore where it's just like yeah the Sith mixed with the Masasi to become the pureblood Sith I'm like do you see what those fuckers look like <laughs> how the hell did they in the first yeah. place yeah who looked at this hulky mo- monster scaly motherfucker Sith okay, alchemy I'm, not sex yeah. that's what it was it was just alchemy <laughs> was it oh okay I, well see well, that one makes I have, that one makes I have sense, to assume right? I don't want to think about the alchemy. yeah that's that's fair because because my knowledge was they bred with them right and I was like yeah. <laughs> Who who was that one fucker who was like I, I guess I will? <laughs> it's like I've seen enough hentai where that's going. I'll take oh, the I'll yeah. take the bet. I know I don't think you've seen enough. Yeah, yeah, seen... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that we're both saying it at the same time tells you. We'll, we'll show you a picture afterwards. And they're um... <laughs> Ed just like destroys his shoulder here. Oh, oh my god! Shit. All right, I think on that note, let's get into the rankings, guys. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the ranking section of this podcast. If you've been listening to it, you're going to know that this one's going to be a little bit uh, all over the place, a little bit skewed. Uh, You know what, Ed, let's start with you. What did you give uh, Fallen Star? Oh, Fallen Star. This little guy's going to get a six today. Um, Because six, 
not, because it's it's not terrible, and the beginning is such a great start that actually does get you excited. Mm. That you know what, to, if I could, if I could tell you read half the book, I'd tell you read half the book, but that defeats the purpose. You need to finish the thing, and because mm. you need to finish it, it drops it from a seven to a six. Um, because I really, I really enjoyed just reading, like we said, everything that was. Um, the the force itself yeah. and just how it is and interacting with everything around you. You mean like El- Elzar and Orla, Elzar right? Elzar yeah, and yeah, Orla's yeah. training. And he alluded to it with the hangar part because he was feeling everybody out there who was watching who showed up. And he's like, I can feel that they want to help. I'm kind of using Goku spirit bomb. Give me yeah. your energy <laughs> at this point. That was actually but, legit. I love that. Yeah. And I was just like, but good, you're using your training. And then you throw it away. So, you know, mm. that's what he, seven, eight, six. Right, because like, how can you do that? Like, it, there's so many. How can you slap moments? How can you do? How can mm. you do this? How can you do that? Where it's just like, nah. Like, you you need to read it because it's the, the, the this is the end of phase or wave one. Yeah, uh, phase one, See, wave three, phase one, or phase one, wave three. Like, you need yeah. to read it. Yeah, but yeah, you won't. <laughs> you won't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't want to say that because you know. I mean, some people might not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're supposed to enjoy, like, just for the sake of reading, you might enjoy. But, like, mm. there will be parts of it where you, if you are a person who actively yells out loud at the book when things happen or you, you just don't understand why, you'll be doing a lot of this. So find a quiet place where yeah, you're in public. Say, find a, find a box that's soundproof. Mm. Because, like, I was doing that a lot in this. Just, like, you mm. know, how, why, but no, right? Are oh, you idiot? Like, there's so many things. There's a lot of outburst parts. Mm-hmm. But... If you prep yourself mentally for that, which, why would you after reading, if you read Midnight Horizon first, you're running to this being like, what the hell? Yeah. But yeah. with release dates being what they are, Fallen Star you would have read first. So you would have been already mad and you're going to read Midnight Horizon, which is slightly mm-hmm. better. So you might, you read, might. Yeah, if we read this first yeah. and then Midnight Horizon, I feel like we would have been like. You'd have a better as, end. Yeah, I think, yeah, what we have so too. far. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. So, Fallen, so Fallen Star. Probably got redeemed by Midnight Horizon a little bit, mm. but for us and for the way we read it, like this is, <laughs> I read it because I had to. Would I pick yeah. it up again? I'd pick up the first half of it again if I really wanted to have like a meditation thing or anything like that and sit mm. and uh, try to go through with that. I, I'd look at that. That's it. Nothing mm. else from this book. Just the beginning. All right. Nothing Everything like... up to Starlight Beacon, I guess, is great. <laughs> and then nothing. Yeah. Once so... we get to Chapter 7, I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll go next then because I'm unequ- un- unequivocally going to be the lowest one here because oh. I'm giving it a 4. Wow. Is that the lowest you've given yeah. any book so far? Nope. No. He's Race to Crash Point Towers. Yeah. <laughs> Race to Crash Point Towers is still the lowest because of that name. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's literally just there. The only reason Fallen Star is higher. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the it was Ram only... Jammer Ram. Sorry, no, I get you what you're saying. I get what no, you're no, saying. no, no. It, yeah, it, yeah. The only reason that it's higher is because uh, Master Spunk Banana is not in this book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he showed Jesus up in Midnight Christ. Horizon, I got scared. I won't let you know. They, they only <laughs> mentioned him once, and they mentioned it the right way. They didn't make it sound like the, the terrible one, so that's okay. Um, see, for me, I'm very happy that I read Mich- uh, Midnight Horizon first because I would have already been completely checked out uh, if we'd gone from Fallen Star to Midnight Horizon. And I think I would have enjoyed Midnight Horizon a lot less. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, over there were, and this is something I didn't talk about too much. So I'm going to have to find another positive note here to end on. Yeah. But I think I tuned out of the listening to this book a half dozen times 
or was just so slow. And I didn't care about what the characters were talking about because there were bigger issues at hand. And I didn't understand, kind of like what Ed was saying, there, I didn't understand what the, why characters were acting this way. And once I started to realize that they were just being kind of willfully ignorant so that the plot could progress smoothly, it, it really just took me out of it. Like, yeah, no, I, I can understand that. And and kind of with that, I feel like I really do at some point need to go back. And I think I already did. Um, but I need to go back and give Lost uh, Lost Stars. Yeah, I did. I, I raised it up from uh, four to a six. And honestly, now I'd be willing to give it a seven because as I kind of read this stuff and kind of see <laughs> the depths <laughs> that Star Wars can hit, it really just comes back to me, and I realize that I judge Lost Stars too harshly just because With, of its ending. Yeah, just because yeah. of the one yeah. character. Yeah. Just because of its ending and how little sense it makes, mm-hmm. right? It makes more sense than this. It makes so much more sense than this. It does. Right? One you can so, put down to blind patriotism. This is just hmm. blind leading blind. This, Yeah, this is just <laughs> p- blind stupidity. So yeah. honestly, I am also now going to bump Lost Stars up to a seven. Damn. Because as, yeah, because as much as... I hated go. that ending and I still hate that ending, mm-hmm. right? It's just the ending. And we talked about it. I loved every other part of it. I loved how Nash Windrider is a hardline Imperial who doubles down after Alderaan. There's so many parts of it that I just like, and I thought worked so goddamn well. So to then say a four at that point in retrospect, I'm now reason- realizing is so unfair compared to Fallen Star, which I'm planning to return because I'm not interested in this anymore. I don't want to listen to this again. I, I just, I'm just done, right? Like, it's just, and again, it's unfortunate, and I don't mean to bash on the author for it, because I don't know if it's completely her fault, right? And I don't, I honestly don't think it is compared to the stuff I've seen, right? Of we know Lost this is Dark a Master and Apprentice. Too. Exactly, and that's what I'm curious about, if it is more of a round table thing that yeah. had this happen. Because Master and Apprentice, goddamn, right? It's good. It's great. Again, like I just said, Lost Stars, Right until the ending, great. The other books that Claudia Gray's done, you know, uh, Out of the Shadows. I liked Out of the Shadows, right? You know, so it's just, it's just unfortunate that this, I think this is the first book that ends. we've gotten where like it's ended on a bad note. Like it's the not again. Don't 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 scream mm-hmm. at me, but it's the closest <laughs> thing I got. It's like the Empire Strikes Back out of the original trilogy, where it's like it ends on a bad oh, note. Yeah. The bad guys you know, won. I had a that exact bit. feeling too. As, right. well, no, as soon as if, as soon as it's finished, I was just like, "Is this trying to be the Empire Strikes Back?" Of the thing? Well, like that's kind of what the feels like. It, it's like this is the first yeah. book we've got that's part of something bigger, where like it has been bad and only yeah. bad. Yeah, it, like, it felt a little bit. Sorry, but. it's the swing they went for, and I don't know if they hit the exact like empires. Like I don't hit the thing they hit it, mm. but you could tell that's what they were swinging for. Like they, it's a, it's supposed to, to make you feel everybody. similar to that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's supposed there's to make no you feel like lines, there's not a lot of hope. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It felt a little bit more to me like uh, Last Jedi, where okay. it was trying to be the Empire Strikes Back, but because of poor handling and not enough thought, it ends up hitting on a more much flatter note that wasn't mm-hmm. what they intended I for I can see be. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess but, my uh, ranking yeah. comes next. <laughs> yeah, so now we can end on a, on a positive note, right? <laughs> I gave it a six just like Ed did. Um, okay. And honestly, same idea. Like, I wasn't as visceral in my reaction in terms of, like, hating the things that happened. The, the thing that I was just most annoyed about was the leveler being what it was and how mm-hmm. it did its thing. And everyone just singly, like, one at a time, walked in and yeah. fell down yeah. and turned into an ash clump. And people found it and it just happened. And mm-hmm. it's just like, the, the, the 
definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> and expecting a different result. And that's exactly yeah. what happened in this book. Mm. You characters... mean the main character won't die when we throw one bot and one enemy at him after one and after yeah. one after one? No. <laughs> but if we, keep, but if we keep sending more maybe it'll get full it's like the fucking zap brannigan thing yeah i knew the leveler would get full after a certain amount of time so i just hurled jedi at him until yeah. he finally got full and didn't want to eat anymore yeah exactly it's like oh yeah so yeah i mean i gave it a six uh leox jossie and the crew really brought it up for me um mm. me liking chancy yara was a weird twist at the end and what? then she got mm. bisected which was another twist right after i liked her <laughs> um and i think that was done well that was done well like the twist and then the twist back it was like oh Maybe Chance is going to like make a life for herself and, you know, mm. maybe make a relationship with uh, Sylvester back. Like maybe that like, Whoops. she might be able to redeem herself. OK, yeah. she's in half. I guess not. Well, I mean, no, Darth be... Can... no, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think he didn't he didn't cut her this way. He cut her this way. Did he not? Oh, jeez. I don't no, know. I don't know now. Cut her vertically in half. I'm not <laughs> sure. did this, like Chan this. Nan was right beside her. Right. So I, I can't like see him this. doing that. I saw him bisecting her like from head to groin. Yeah, if that's the case. Then goddamn. Okay, then yeah, you can't maul that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I was, I'm not like, Nan, Nan's, picturing... Nan's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, because yeah, I'm picturing Chancey Yard with like the spider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Let me work on Manobi. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, but yeah so i i mean there were some good parts in this book that i really enjoyed like the beginning part with orla and mm. and elzar man the part with elzar and stellan when stellan lost his mind and he brought him back when he opened himself up to the force again we didn't talk about that very much but that was a good part of like showing elzar's growth in the force to bring stellan back to sanity mm. To it some degree, gets, yeah. and then yeah, it just and it just, it just, it just flies away. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know that that kind of does the the rankings, I think. Yeah. So let's jump into the outro. Welcome to the outro of The Fallen Star from the High Republic series. This is the end of Wave 3, Phase 1. We mm -hmm. are going to be jumping back into about Wave 2, Phase 1, and the next few things, just to cover mm -hmm. our bases before we head into Wave 2, or uh, Phase 2, Wave 1. Jesus, there's a lot of waves and phases. <laughs> I know, right? It's it, in certain phases, but kind of like what Dan's saying, right? The We're going to be continuing Phase 1 for a little bit longer. Yep. And our next book in that little segment is going to be, and I'm sorry I'm hijacking this from you, Dan. I just wanted to make a terrible joke. But uh, the next book that we're going to be doing is The High Republic, Mission to Disaster, which is ironic because we were just there. So... <laughs> okay. Is this a disaster that they're rushing to? Okay. Well, that was right? good. That was I was not excited yeah. that. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Noma. Um, Ed, would you like to let listeners know how they can contact us? Absolutely. And let us know what they thought of the fallen star. Mm -hmm. You definitely can't keep it to yourself. You'd be letting everybody know how you felt about it. <laughs> but um, well, you can find us over at voicetheforce.com. There we have past episodes. We've got more links to our featured things like our Cantina tour 2018, I believe it was. Was it 2018 that we were in Chicago? You mean for Swartor? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was 2019. That was there too. 2019. April 2019. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And there were so Love many things that. predicted, and I'm right still waiting on some of them. So please. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can contact us by email as well. That's voicesofforce at gmail.com. 
on Twitter, on Instagram. We are at Voice Force Pod. Any retweets or reposts that you do of our stuff is really appreciated because it does help with growing the listener base. So the more of that, all the better, and we love you so much. But please listen, rate, review, and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Uh, do you leave us a five-star review <laughs> and a comment as well? It really does help with visibility, and that lets other people, including the friends that you tell about the podcast, find us. And if you do follow for free, you will get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Ed. And remember, if you ever want to take down the Jedi, all you have to do is tame a weird dog that is shrouded in shadows. You have to have a device that's like a Pokeball and just open it up and be like, do my bidding. And then people lose their fucking minds. And then the whole fucking Jedi system just falls a fucking part until (laughs) you meet the ex-Jossie and everything's all right, all right, all right. Look, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is if I want to transport my furry OC into the Star Wars universe, now I know I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. After all this, the only line you need is may the Force serve you well, because if it doesn't serve you well, you're fucked. (laughs) All right.